This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And here we are, Wednesday, November 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, as expected, the day after Election Day, and the winner of the presidential election is still not known. President Trump and former, former Vice President Biden, uh, the wins hinge on key battleground states. 270 electoral votes are needed to win the election. Voters in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware turned out for the 2020 election in record numbers. President Donald Trump carried Florida. Florida, the nation's most prized battleground state, and he and Democratic Joe Biden were increasingly focused uh, early Wednesday on the three northern industrial states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Uh, that could prove crucial in determining who wins the White House. In a late-night address from the White House, President Trump baselessly said he won re-election, even though the race was too close to call, and called for outstanding ballots not to be counted. By early Wednesday, neither candidate had the 270 electoral college votes needed to win. Trump made premature claims of the victories in several key states and said that he would take the election to the Supreme Court to stop the counting. It was unclear exactly what legal action he might try to pursue. He's Vo- filed a writ of no sad bro. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Vote tabulations routinely continue beyond Election Day and states largely set the rules for when the count has to end in presidential elections. The, a key point in, is the date in December when presidential electors met uh, that's set by federal law. A federal judge ordered the U.S. Postal Service to send inspectors to several processing facilities in key battleground states, including Pennsylvania, to ensure that no mail-in ballot is left behind. U.S. Judge Emmett Sullivan ruled Tuesday that the Postal Service must sweep the facilities between 1230 and 3 to ensure that no ballots have been held up and that any identified ballots are immediately sent out for delivery. Additionally, those inspectors were ordered to report back to the court by 430, confirming in the most efficient manner available that sweeps were conducted and that no ballots were left behind Sullivan wrote. So I voted yesterday and I like went right in right up to the table. It's like also, it was like the most pleasant voting experience of my life. I was anticipating you know, Long lines, lines. Yeah, like there, the lines uh, in my area were ridiculous, although I heard uh, like kind of later afternoon, early evening, I guess maybe before people got out of work. But like a lot of people, the morning was ridiculous. Lunchtime was pretty crazy. Uh, and at least in my area, it started to die down a little bit in like the later afternoon. Yeah. Over my area, midday was long lines. Yeah, I Big guess lunch. Long. They or... say the best time for voting is during the Steve Wilco show because everyone heads home to watch. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Um, so the list for this uh, Postal Service sweep included uh, the locations included central Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Detroit, Colorado, Wyoming, Atlanta, Houston, Alabama, northern New England, greater South Carolina, South Florida, Lakeland and Arizona. Democratic Democrat Sarah McBride won a state Senate race on Tuesday in Delaware and would become the first openly transgender state senator in the country when sworn in. McBride defeated Republican Steve Washington to win the seat that became open following the retirement of the longest serving legislator in Delaware history. She won in a heavily Democratic district stretching from northern Wilmington to the Pennsylvania border and joined several other transgender legislators around the country, but will be the first transgender transgender state senator McBride 
said Tuesday night, it was my hope uh, that a young LGBTQ kid here in Delaware or really anywhere in the country can look at the results and know that our democracy is big enough for them too. McBride interned at the White House under former President Barack Obama and made history at the 2016 Democratic National Convention as the first openly transgender person to speak at a major party convention. She succeeds fellow Democrat Harris McDowell, who held the Senate seat since 1976 and endorsed McBride's candidacy. In sports this morning... In football news, the concussion protocol isn't the only obstacle. Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton will have to clear in order to return to the lineup. The Cowboys put uh, Dalton also on the reserve COVID-19 list, although there's no word on whether a positive test or close contact with an infected person is the reason why. The move will keep Dalton from playing against the Steelers in Week 9, even if he should be cleared to return from his concussion. Without Dalton, the Cowboys would likely turn to Ben DiNucci for the second straight game after going 21-40 of 40 for 180 yards in Sunday night's loss to the Eagles. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers activated Antonio Brown from the suspended list. Coach Bruce Arians said that Brown will have a role in this Sunday's game against the New Orleans Saints. The Buccaneers signed Brown last week to a one-year deal for a base salary of $750,000 with incentives that could push the value to $2.5 million. Brown concluded an eight-game suspension for multiple violations of the team's personal conduct policy and was permitted to work out with the team's strength and conditioning staff and attend meetings but was not allowed to practice with the team. And in college football, Wisconsin announced that its game this weekend against Purdue is canceled and team activities remain paused indefinitely because of a number of positive coronavirus cases within the program. The Badgers originally canceled a game against Nebraska on October 31st after the program had 12 positive tests, including starting quarterback Graham Mertz and head coach Paul Christ. The number of positive cases rose to 22, which includes 12 players and 10 staff members. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kath. Welcome to Wednesday. Like we said, uh, so Wednesdays, do a couple things, including uh, Secret Text for it. Yes. So we have a chance for you to win a digital download of The Goonies. We've been giving away some classic stuff lately. It's been yeah. great. I just ordered The Goonies. Uh, you know, uh, they have a, a new release, and this is probably what this is tied to, this this Goonies release. And, and they, they redid it, and it supposedly looks fantastic. It's I, a fun movie. I owned it on VHS, then I owned it on uh, DVD, Blu-ray. Yeah. And now I think I need to get the digital version. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, if you want to get it, uh, just text the word SECRET to 39333. Yeah, might win. We're going to send you a text word later. Uh, respond with a text to you. And that will be the secret text word later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word designated. Caller wins and we'll grab a random winner on top of that. And I hope you guys are ready for a low-cal healthy breakfast today because Doc's Irish Pub will be bringing <laughs> bangers and mash oh! and Irish cakes here. Uh, so you want me to read the description? Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bangers and mash. An authentic Irish dish that includes hearty Irish sausage served with signature mess, spuds, and gravy. And the Irish cake includes pierogies with fried onions, cubed corn, beef, and melted cheddar cheese. <laughs> yeah. I usually have that on Thursday morning, right. but I'll buck the system and go for it on Wednesday. <laughs> go a day early, yeah. for crying out loud. Listen, they're part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. And you can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light and enter to win a football home gate prize pack, which will be delivered safely by a member of the President's D Show to your residence. And I believe Marissa will be doing the delivery uh, tomorrow. So get on that, and uh, we'll have a chance to win some gift cards 
uh, from Doc's Irish Pub at uh, throughout the show today. So get yourself set. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll dive into the world of the entertainment realm, and we'll give away some other things with our stupid questions. So stay close because we will come back with that in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just noticed something, so I, I get the... Uh, the sir. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> no, maybe later. Oh. Uh, I get these uh, stupid questions from right. a, a prep service, and <clears throat> sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. And I'm looking at the page that I printed up, yeah. and there's something left over from the page before, and I have no idea what it is, and my eyes just went to it. So you want me to tell Please, you what it says? Yeah, yeah. It says here, this is right above the trivia question, it says, 62% use pico de gallo, 79% use lettuce. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> no idea what that's in reference to. I think it's either nachos or tacos. I was thinking tacos. Yeah. I'm thinking nachos. I think we need to get to the bottom of this. I think we do need to figure what that out. I can't that? just let that hang out there like that. That could be valuable information. Right. I would send it to the Pentagon. I can look it up. Page of 20, 28 of 48. Is yeah, that what this no, is? there's another way to. Hello, I'm a radio broadcaster in Philadelphia, and I think I have some information you can use. <laughs> Deep throat? <laughs> My name is uh, General uh, Smidlap. <laughs> I'll send that right along. Was that Pico de Gallo, did you say? Pico de Gallo, yeah. at, at least 62%. But most people use lettuce. Apparently 79% of them do. Wait. But I can get to the bottom of this. I just have to scroll down a little bit. This and... actually comes in handy because we're going to do tacos tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. again? We, we, had, well, we had taco fixings and a lot left over from Halloween. Okay. And, you know, all you have to do is make more turkey meat. Yeah, and we do turkey tacos. Yeah, this will work out well, Preston. Get to the bottom of that. Okay, I'm I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm looking because sometimes they move these things. Oh, wait, wait, got a This just in. God, you are so good, Marissa. All right, let me see. Oh, here we go. Buzzfeed poll asked readers how they like their tacos. Hey! Hey! Nice work. Seventy-three percent prefer soft shell tacos to hard shell. Oh, hard shell. Really? Yeah, I know. I like the, I like the uh, I like the corn. Well, people just don't like the mess better. of the hard shell, and I understand that. But it, to me, it's totally worth it. They taste better. Yeah, forty five percent prefer beef tacos. Yeah, seventy nine percent use salsa. Sixty four percent use guacamole. Yes. <laughs> Do they have turkey uh, turkey meat turkey tacos in there? Uh uh-uh. uh God damn it! It just says beef is the preferred one. Uh, so forty five percent. Uh, 87% use cheese. That's the biggest number on here. So almost everybody likes cheese on their taco. I can't imagine ordering a taco without cheese. You kind of have to do that. 66% use sour cream. And then the aforementioned 62% use pico de gallo and 79% use lettuce. Do they give a percentage for a la mode? No. Okay. I don't think that's an option. What's the difference between pico de gallo and salsa? I guess just the way that it's made, pico de gallo is like a little fresher. You could get salsa in a jar. Salsa is uh, a little chunkier. Yeah, too, and pico de gallo, I think it's like, you. No. Uh, stripped down uh, type of a salsa. It's just like the onions, <laughs> oh, tomato. No, so pico de gallo is You're more right. like diced. You're right. Stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I retract my chunky comment. Yeah, uh, salsa is a little more liquidy. Liquidy. Yeah. 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 So I yield my time. Yeah, salsa is probably <laughs> food processing. Oh, here we go. Here's here's our answer right. right here from thekitchen.com. Pico de guy referred to as salsa fresco is a type of salsa. It's a fresh, uncooked mixture of chopped tomatoes 
and onion, cilantro, fresh chilies, lime juice, and salt, while traditional salsa has a thinner consistency with more liquid. Pico de gallo is chunky, and each chopped ingredient distinctively visible. Wow. Oh, okay. ah, well, then I had a pico de gallo on my tacos Clever. on Saturday. Cleared that up for everybody. I need to. Listen, it's a new yeah. day. All right. Now we're going to ask a stupid question. As if that wasn't a stupid yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can answer this. What are beavers called before they're full grown? We were um, talking about beavers um, the other day. I, yeah. I, was, oh, I was about to say something. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Before they're full grown? Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't no, I, I couldn't say it. No. Does it start with a P? No? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it was bad. What are beavers called before they're full grown? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays. Today is Wednesday, November 4th. And while it's the day after Election Day, we have a political birthday. Laura Bush. Oh. Former First Lady is 74 today. Do they get their own song? I mean, you have Hail to the Chief for the President. Do, uh, the, yeah. I... What is their song? Uh, uh, they play Muskrat Love. Muskrat Love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come out from uh, the great uh, Captain and Tennille. What is it? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know. That I, I, I thought I there was a, uh, a specific song, song that they would play for the uh, First Lady, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe it is Muskrat Love. Yeah. Uh, so, Laura Bush is 74 today. Matthew McConaughey celebrates his 51st birthday. We were just talking about him yesterday and his uh, rules for uh, the kids in the house, which is... What is this? Oh, Lowrider. Yeah. Uh, is no lying in the house, right, right. no saying I can't, and no saying the word hate. Uh, kind of a rule that they live by. He's on a uh, promotional book tour. Yes. Uh, it's called Greenlight, I believe. I think so, yeah. And it's his uh, it's his memoirs. Uh, so he celebrates his 51st birthday today. Happy birthday to Mr. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, also, Marky Post. Remember her? Oh, yeah. Do I remember Marky Post? Night Court. She was a stunning young lady. Spent mm-hmm. a night in the uh, Lincoln bedroom during the Clinton administration. They, yeah. they, always, they always hung out with the, uh, with the Clintons. She was also on... What was that show? Was it The Fall Guy? I don't know. Uh, it might have been her on The Fall yeah, Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there was Heather Thomas was on The Fall Guy as well. Nick Those... has pulled up her IMDb. I didn't see it in her top uh, credits, which you think that would have been up right. there. Right, but... Night Court. She was in two episodes of The Love Boat, Steve. Yeah. Yes. She and... was in the Dee Dee's Dilemma, which you remember from 1983, and then addressed to remember. Episode from 1982, of yeah. Of she was also in something about Mary. She played Mary's mom, remember? Yeah. At, yeah. The, at the beginning. That's right. the house yes. and he yeah. zips up his... Yeah, but <laughs> she was on The Fall his... Guy from uh, 82 to 85. So there you go. Know. There it is. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Marky Post, 70 years old today. Wow. Loretta Swit. Hot Lips Houlihan. Uh, Margaret Houlihan of MASH celebrates her 83rd birthday. I love how she got such incredible zoom whitening out there on the battlefield. Do you remember when her... She got the uh, the teeth replacement. Her hair was blown out. I never noticed it till you pointed yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. But yes, at the latter stages of the uh, of the show, she was a little bit more glam. <laughs> She's eighty three today. Uh, a guy who made a resurgence in our world and a lot of people's with uh, Cobra Kai, Ralph Macchio, celebrates his birthday today as well. Uh, Ralph Macchio is fifty nine years old. Do you think there's going to come a point where the switch will get flicked and he will? have a lot of advanced aging because he is sort of timeless. He's perpetually young. 
Uh, my daughter and I watched uh, The Outsiders last oh. week because she just read the novel. What'd she think? Uh, she liked it. Yeah. It was getting followed the book fairly well because I had never read the book, so she was telling me about, about the parts uh, and maybe some things that were left out here and there or that were changed. But uh, it's a great movie. You know what's interesting I didn't realize is Ralph Macchio as, Pony, or as, as uh, Johnny... Is actually older than Pony Boy. Pony Boy is fourteen. Johnny was sixteen. He looks like he's twelve years old in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what they were saying. So anyhow, uh, he's fifty nine today. Wow. <laughs> Kathy Griffin, uh, the actress, comedian. What's that? I don't have a song for her, but okay, you know. <laughs> sure. Uh, she is celebrating her sixtieth birthday Damn, today. She's sixty. I know. I know. She doesn't you know look what? sixty. She's bizarrely in really good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, really she, good shape. She, she exercises a lot. There was a I shot of her in a bikini a while ago, and you're like, "Is that is that something I really want to see?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, uh, Jeff Probst, Survivor. I want to be on that show, Kath. I know you said you wanted to be on Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. Yeah, I want to do Survivor. I think with Survivor, I, yeah. you you have to eat a lot of horrible stuff. I think Amazing Race is a lot better as far as diet ch- and stuff like that. Yeah, you have a choice. Yeah, but yeah. you know where Casey would excel in that is Casey's. Strategic mindset. I already yes. have a strategy. Is he's great at strategy games? So I think that you would play that yeah. mental game very, very well. You have to be very, very careful, right? Uh, when you're going in there, because everybody has their own strategy. So you got to find the right people. I, 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 I don't want to reveal it. Don't in case you end up on Just the show. In case. <laughs> First, I actually have to audition for the show in right. order to make it on the show. I hear that they are doing radio personalities. Uh, oh, yeah, are they? That's the next one. Okay. I also think that I would be underestimated, right? I would go in there with my, my portly body, and people were like, oh. And make the first guy. thing you do is have everyone watch you eat your own poop. Yeah. They'll think you're slow. That's smart. And then, uh, you, yeah. you, then you just take advantage yeah, of everybody. They'll, they'll underestimate you. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Probst is uh, 59 today. Uh, Chris Difford of the band Squeeze. Uh, celebrates his 66th birthday. He and uh, Glenn Tilbrook were the songwriting partners. I've seen them a couple of times. Never saw Squeeze officially, yeah. uh, but I saw them perform as a duo and separately. The only vocals I know from him is in this song where he goes, People keep It's that's the, the, one, the one part that sounds really out of place in this yeah, song yeah, yeah. is him. <laughs> I, need to, I think I need to do a deeper dive into Squeeze because the songs that I do know, I really like. And I love yeah. the tone of Glenn Tilburg's voice. They're really good. Really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it's... it's uh, he, he's kind of a, got a little John Lennon thing going on. That's what a lot of people have said, a lot of, and especially in the songwriting. Yeah, he's uh, 66 today, Chris Difford. And last birthday is uh, Bethany Frankel. She's the founder of Skinny Girl Cocktails and was on uh, one of the Real Housewives shows. She's 50 today. She she's older than 50. But. Yeah, well, she's she's made a, a huge financial empire over her she, uh, business savvy is top notch. Didn't you interview her one time, Kath? Uh, I know she was down the hall one time. I thought, oh, maybe not. No, wait, she was just using a vending Frankel. machine. Wait, wait, what? Bethany Frankel. <sighs> no. It might have been from Maryland. I, I don't. I, no, I didn't. Okay. I did not interview her, no. All right. Uh, anyhow, she's uh, celebrating her birthday today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. Uh, what are beavers called before they're full grown? 215-263-WMMR. Going to go to Bruce. Say, Bruce, good morning. Hey, get Zooks. All right, Bruce, what's a little beaver? Kit, K-I-T. Kit, yeah. Oh. Little Kit. Did not know that. Hang on, Bruce. 
We're going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card, host the holidays, and let Bonefish Grill handle the cooking. Enjoy a variety of seasonal specials like fan favorite winter, white Cosmo, or family bundles that feed up to five. You can get a $10 bonus card with every $50 gift card purchased through the end of the year. Order at bonefishgrill.com. Uh, delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats, or you can dine in whenever you are ready. Wait, I didn't interview her. I saw her getting a pedicure at the Sand Pearl in Florida. Get a moment of some type. All right, uh, it was election day, obviously, and uh, we have a couple of uh, stories with celebs and revolving around that. Meghan Markle is uh, walking the walk after urging people to vote in recent months. The Duchess of Sussex is the first person in the modern royal family to vote in a U.S. presidential election. In September, in an appearance on the ABC special to mark the annual Time 100 issue, she had said every four years we're told this is the most important election of our lifetime, but this one is when we vote, our values are put into action, and our voices are heard. And I remember you being confused, Casey, as to why she was saying stuff like that. We Mm. had mentioned it one time, you're like, she can't be telling people to vote. And it well, turns no, out she could tell people to vote. No, no, no just, I mean, yeah. meaning that she wasn't voting herself, but indeed she was. Yes, she is. Okay. Uh, because he is British, though, her husband, Prince Harry, is unable to vote even in the UK. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's Canadian, but I guess uh, she she's is a, yeah, a U.S. citizen US now. Citizen. Uh, insiders tell people that the pair will be watching the election results closely. They make special accommodations for the cast of suits oh, when it okay. comes to voting. To voting. Internationally. Vote in any country? Yes, in any country. Why not? Uh, Chrissy Teigen joined her husband, John Legend, on stage at a drive-in campaign rally here uh, for uh, Democratic vice presidential nominee Senator Kamala Harris. Uh, she w- It was her first appearance in public since announcing that uh, she and Legend uh, tragically lost their unborn third child last month. So Legend was on stage, and he he was he had said, hey, I want to send a shout, shout out. And he goes, actually, can you come on stage, baby? She was off stage. He said, I want you guys to see my wife is here. My daughter Luna is here. My son Miles is here. We're teaching our young people early to participate in their democracy. Uh, the 34-year-old model walked on stage wearing a white blazer and black face mask and a white mini dress that many see as a tribute to feminists. White is the color of the suffragette movement. Uh, as Tegan stood on stage, legend said that he wanted to, quote, do the, a special song that he dedicated to his wife a little while ago. He said, I wrote the song as a tribute to our relationship and the fact that love can get us through all kinds of tough times. We know that the whole nation is going through tough times right now. The song is called Never Break. And uh, he and his family walked off the stage for his next performance. And then Kreischer came out. Uh, <laughs> Bert came out and did his little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's the reason why she never responded to any of my uh, tweets, because I invited her over for dinner. We were having oh. big ziti. And they had she plans. Plans. never well, got that's back rude. That's, that's incredibly rude. Yeah. They had plans. It was nice of you to extend the, the offer, yeah. though. Uh, also, and this is the last story uh, in this uh, vein, uh, last week tonight's John Oliver is thrilled that his voice was heard in the presidential election. Uh, he said on the late show Monday, uh, it was honestly, it was amazing putting the candidates aside as an immigrant who had just got his citizenship in December of last year. I was waiting uh, for that to feel real when you worry about your immigration status all the time and even getting your passport still doesn't feel real because you haven't tested it against the system. So, he got to vote, and uh, he was happy and enjoyed the experience. Let's go with this. Chloe uh, Kardashian is officially saying goodbye to her Calabasas mansion. No! Uh, she raked in a cool 15.5 mil for the property, more than double the 7.2 million she paid 
for it six years ago in an off-market deal. That's a hell of an investment. <laughs> they're, all, they're all savvy, man. Uh, and, and the fact is, it's just a cave. Uh, That's what kills me. The <laughs> good American designer originally listed the house for eighteen ninety five, eighteen point nine five million. God Almighty, uh, Steve! It's not just a cave. There's a tree outside that she, she scratches her back, back on. on yeah, so. and berries grow right outside the opening. Yeah, the estate now holds a record. <laughs> <laughs> Does that feel good? It feels great. Uh, eighteen million. Uh, the estate now holds the record for the highest price per square foot of any home ever sold in Calabasas. We have a picture of the entrance, Preston. Here oh, is wow. the. Oh, <laughs> shut up! It's, it's a, a cave entrance. Uh, the Kardashian family's longtime realtor, uh, Tomer Fridman. Yeah, Tom, if they did, had the, held the listing. Uh, people first reported that the reality star was selling the property in May when Fridman teased a new listing that was that he was handling while appearing on an episode of Real Talk on IGTV. Uh, while he wouldn't say for certain at the time who the listing belonged to, it was clearly uh, based on all of his details that it was Kardashian's not-so-humble abode. So on average, a realtor who is selling a home that's going for $18 million, um, ballpark, what percentage do they get of that sale? Uh, that is a good question. Yeah, it's like a six percent total, right? Yeah, so it's usually like three and three. You know, three for the seller, three for the buyer, realtor, and right? Three for if the there's, girl if there's the multiples yeah. involved, yeah, yeah, they they will split the the All listing. Right. Yeah. But there's a total of six percent that's supposed okay. to be. okay, and that, that's every state. Do we think? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, but uh, so. If she only got 3% on it, uh, the realtor, I mean, she's getting uh, nearly half a million, or more than half a million dollars nice. just on the commission. Uh, Fridman explained that the 11,000 square foot Mediterranean Revival Mansion <laughs> is located in the Oaks neighborhood of Calabasas and was set to be listed. It was initially set at 18.95 million, as I had said, but they got 15.5. In March 2016, Chloe's home was featured in. Architectural Digest, along with Sister Courtney's home. Uh, they live down the street from each other. Of course they do. And both appeared on the cover of the magazine. Uh, Chloe had revealed that she had bought the home from Justin Bieber in 2014. And property records show that Justin Bieber bought the home from the ex-wife of Eddie Murphy, Nicole Murphy, who received the home in their divorce. So I have to assume that a lot of that, a lot of real estate sales in that particular area, who owned it before, is as much an issue as That's the actual part of, house itself. I was reading about artwork. Right. And why artwork can get so expensive sometimes. Right. Part of it is who owned, owned it before. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. That makes sense because uh. if you can say you live, for example, in the uh, the uh, the home of uh, Louis B. Mayer or like uh, yep. Hollywood royalty or something that where Orson Welles lived, you know, or... or um, Luan Khan. Luan Khan. Yeah. Like you. That's you. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah. Luan Khan's house. Uh, so yes, it does add to property value. Yeah, you know, uh, that's that's part of why you know she was able to ask so much for it. Uh, what else, uh, Kath? You're gonna love this. Okay. Ashley Graham showed off her armpit hair in a bathtub oh. selfie. <laughs> Fans were loving the bo- body positive models' openness. One wrote, "Yes, yes. really, 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 yes." On it armpit said, hair, part of the woman, part of the women with long armpit hair crew. I'm reading this verbatim. How it's, it's written, crew. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not part of that crew. Uh, Graham, who welcomed her son Isaac in January, is an advocate for keeping it real. Showcasing stretch marks and postpartum curves, too. So uh, it's funny because Kathy and, and 
see if you can back me up on this. I've seen the most militant people split on the armpit hair are women. Women women have definite, definitive I, takes on this. I like, can't. Right? This is like one of those things where I can't understand the other side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it, it, and it's kind of assumed like like guys are going, oh, I don't like that, and I, you know, and, and whatever our preference is. But I've, I've heard more women get very militant about armpit hair and whether or not they would have it. Yeah, I don't. To me, like, I guess they just don't feel like grooming it or they, or maybe they don't feel like shaving it. I don't know what the benefit of having that under your arm. For example, if you see a woman with armpit hair, do you go, yes? I, uh, I don't say yes and I don't high five her on the street. Uh, okay. All right. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, some people just, uh, they prefer it. Like, there's, there's a I don't reason. like, I, I, I don't like, um, I don't have very much armpit hair, and I'm glad. It's very limited. I don't like armpit hair at all. No, and listen, I've heard the um, debate over uh, pubic hair and why women, some women like to grow it down there, and I understand right. that side of it. I don't understand the armpit hair. Now, I do one thing that I think a lot of people don't do is I will clip off my pubic hair, and I will glue it <laughs> under my armpits. Because you don't have and much I just like hair. the look. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, in fact, we're, we're, uh, Nick had pulled up her Instagram account. I just saw a video of her shaving her armpit hair. Okay, so she does shave it in uh, the I guess, summer. I guess for now she doesn't. Uh, well, it looks like it. it actually looks in this picture. Maybe I'm just not uh, up close enough, but it looks like she's groomed it, right? Yeah, like it yeah, looks it's like in shape. Yeah, like it's not yeah. just hair little, growing uh, everywhere. Hitler she's stash. actually grooming it like that. Yeah, huh. maybe that'll be the next thing. I armpit hope hair groom. Yeah, oh, maybe can you go to the armpit hair king? Because <laughs> you go to the eyebrow king. That's right. Yeah. All right. It, I'm not shaming it. I just don't like it. It's it's not attractive. It's not your thing. No, it's not my thing. I got you. Uh, let me see. How about this? Uh, I I've, I think I've watched once or twice the Great British Bake Off, but I've never really paid close attention to I, it. I love it. Uh, well, the star, Louis uh, Troiano, has passed away. It's very sad. 48 years old after battling uh, cancer. Very charismatic guy. Uh, his wife, uh, Lewis, shared the news and announced that uh, she is raising money for the McMillian Cancer Support Charity. Um, and apparently, let me see, this is, um, um, it says, Your life was a blessing, your memory a treasure, you are loved beyond words and missed uh, beyond measure, X. So I, I love this show, Preston, because a, wrote. all of the um, uh, bakers, all of the chefs, I guess, technically, uh, are are supportive of the people who are participating. And then you'll always see, and I don't do, a, obviously, a lot of cooking or anything like this. My wife prefers baking, I think, right. over all the cooking. But when you'll watch it and they're saying, okay, here's, you've got to make a, like a, uh, um, like a, a devil's food cake. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have seven layers sticking on bamboo poles Okay, and you have an hour to do that, and it's it's always they always overplan, yeah, and it always ends up a disaster. But it is kind of cool to watch people who are yeah. adept at making these are you things. Kidding me? It's, yeah. There's an artistry to yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a guy locally, Dan Langdon. He's uh, he does stuff, I believe, for the Food Network. He's that that cake baker. Yeah. I really I want to get him uh, on our show in in the studio. I want him to get because he makes I those. Kiss you. Oh, I want to kiss you. I right want to mouth. kiss you. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, but he makes those cakes that like look like something else. Like it literally looks like a bag of Doritos. Right. Well, this yeah. this, this is right. actually the 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 the, um, the the Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off, and the, the American version are, are really just about the the cakes themselves. But they, they, a lot of times they'll undertake these things that are just far too elaborate for the time that they have. Yeah. Right. Uh, so sad news that he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brain power behind this year's hit Jeopardy, the greatest of all time. 
are returning to ABC to star in a new quiz show. Wow. So James Holzhauer, Ken Jennings, and Brad Rutter are back on ABC's new U.S. adaptation of a show called The Chase, a hit British format in which contestants face off with TV trivia titans. Uh, ABC has given a series order to The Chase with a premiere date to be announced later. The hour-long quiz show will be hosted by Sarah Haynes from The View, while Holzhauser... Um, Jennings and Rudder will take turns as the show's chaser, described as a ruthless quiz genius determined to stop contestants from winning cash prizes. They're, they're a really fun troika. Much different personalities, but they all get along. And uh, Ken Jennings is actually listed as a co-producer of Jeopardy now. Yes. And maybe he'll host uh, someday when Alex leaves. So he's doing that show um, that was on the game show network. I was watching it, and then it suddenly vanished. Um, where he was with uh, Brooke Burke, I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was good. But he's he's charismatic; he can pull it off. And Rudder's a Philly guy. He's a huge yes. Eagles fan. Grew up in their area. Uh, he's been living in L.A. for a long time. But I'd love to get him on the show. We've had Ken on, and uh, he's a really cool interview. But it, maybe these guys will do the rounds in advance of this new show. Maybe he could come in and bake a cake for us. Yeah, oh. we could knock two out. Make it look like Alan Trebek's head. Uh, each week, new contestants face off against the Chasers in a battle of brain power, challenged to think faster than they ever thought possible. Each episode will feature up to 166 questions across all topics as contestants look to win cash while playing against Holzhauser, Jennings, and Rudder. Now, uh, this is the latest version of the chase to hit the U.S. shores. Apparently, Fox shot a pilot of it in 2012 while Game Show Network eventually aired the chase for four seasons starting in 2013. I don't even remember. And Brooke Burns had hosted with Mark Labette as the chaser. Uh, that series oh, was wait a second. nominated for Outstanding Game Show at the Daytime Anime. Was Emmy. it called The Chase? Yeah. Okay, because they have another show uh, on the Game Show Network where there's a guy who's the, the know-it-all. The, right. The, the super genius guy who sits up high on a perch. Yeah. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I, I never watched the show, but I've seen clips of it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I forgot the name of that thing. Is, is it like the Beast or something like that? They call him the Beast or the Monster or the... Um, so, but yeah, it's it's it sounds similar to this. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to do this. This sounds like it might be cool, and those are the right guys to, to do it. I with. love quiz shows. Uh, let's see here. Ant Anstead. Yeah. Is bidding farewell to Wheeler's Dealers, a car-centric show on Discovery and Motor Trend TV, and is instead launching three new unnamed projects. Uh, he it, he had announced, and he thanked fans for support. He recently split from his wife, Christina Anstead, who stars on uh, HGTV's Christina okay. on the Coast. All right. That's... I, I knew it kind of spoke to you, Kate. I knew so. that name. I'm like, why don't I know that name? Yeah, he's a, he's a British guy. Um, ended up with uh, Christina Anstead, yeah, yeah. which is a good score. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're into that sort of thing. She filed for divorce uh, officially this week, according to TMZ. So he's got a new show coming up. All right, how about this? Rambo, the complete steelbook collection. It's a 4K UHD release, and it comes with a copy of a handwritten note from Sylvester from Stallone. From Stallone? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it's currently available at Best Buy. I picked my favorite crayon. I uh, had a message to you. The Rambo box set features all five movies in the franchise, including 2019. Coming back from Vietnam, saying you need a Blu-ray player to watch it. Last Blood. (laughs) Additionally, it comes with digital copies of all the movies. Digital! And a note from Sly himself, written in cursive, something you don't see in home movie releases. You person what bought this. I hope you enjoy watching these videos on your Betamax. (laughs) Betamax? 
he is uh, he's had, there's a whole bunch of Stallone stuff coming up because his character, which he voiced Rambo, yeah. is in the new Mortal Kombat as well. So the note says, I'm the luckiest actor to have gotten to play and write for this most incredible character. I'm so very happy. Uh, please enjoy this extended cut as much as I did playing the part. In and this cut, we mention a pirate ship and an octopus, but you don't actually see the octopus. Oh, he was involved in The Goonies as well? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's our secret text word, President. Oh, all right. Yeah, I so, got confused. Okay. Uh, and then he signs his name. Uh, it's just a copy of the note. It's not a. Oh. It's not an original in every single one. Damn it! On the other side of the note is a code for the digital copy of the extended cut of Rambo: Last Blood, and each movie comes in its own steel book with some uh, pretty cool art on each case. Uh, each movie also contains some special features, including audio commentaries, deleted scenes, featurettes, plus a trailer for my new movie, Rambo. Lasterer blood. <laughs> and there are various other trailers. Uh, the collection is currently on sale at Best Buy. I think I need to see the Last Blood because there apparently is a director's cut of oh, Last Blood is? that is much more. The movie is, it's not as good as Rambo. Yeah. And it and it's uh, apparently a ton more action. So that's where the movie really comes alive is in the action. I'm slowly but surely less inclined to buy Blu-rays that don't come with the digital copy. And I am regretting giving away all of my digital oh, copy no, codes to really? people. Yeah, I am. Well, now because you, Casey, don't regret your decision. Because I'm um, the one that usually gets his digital codes. By the way, you yeah. now get to see movies he would otherwise never see. <laughs> what works out for me in my favor is the fact that Disney Plus exists, and most of those digital codes are they're, on they're Disney there. Plus. Yeah. But for the that movies anywhere app now that I have. I'm now starting to accrue titles for that. You and, wish it was in there. And well, no, no, no. But like, so those ones I'm okay with. But for instance, I almost bought a, um, like a whole package of Harry Potter movies. Yeah, and, yeah. I, but, I got it. It's great. But it was it, it was only fifty bucks. I'm like, oh, all seven movies for fifty bucks. And but then the one next to it had all those movies with on the digital copy. with the digital copy, and that was a hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like, oh man, I don't. Can't I? I don't do the digital thing. I've tried several times and had issues with them, and then I just bail on it. Oh, really? That is it. I can't get it to work. All right, good. So you Pisses can me off. you can start giving me the digital copies because this is a really sad moment for me. If Casey's going to stop giving me movies, I'll give you mine. <laughs> I, I never use them. I, I want. I, I I like the. I like running it off the disc. Case is your app right on the smart TV? Is that yeah. what you're using? Yeah. It on? So Did I use a Roku. It? What's that? Did you have to download the app? Yes. To your... Yeah, but it's... It was available on Roku. Yeah, it's available on I've Roku. i Roku, so I've, I haven't got... We just recently got Roku uh, to a few of our TVs, so maybe I should try that. And it's on my phone. Out. It's, you know, and then, like... Do all... you watch movies on your phone? Uh, well, no, but but if, uh, like, for instance, I got the... I got a digital download last week. I just did it all on my phone, and then it was... It and then ma- it was there And then it was on, magically can, on my Roku. Yeah. I opened oh, it up. because and... you share the app on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys right. know me. Like, I don't want the 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 cases. Nothing cluttery. The, yes. Right. So and digital kind of, is yeah. like yeah. 100%. It's clutter. You have to see the battle. It wasn't a battle, but I played this one brilliantly at home. <laughs> my wife's office has all these beautiful bookcases, which she was planning on, you know, going to put all these books in there. And I said... Honey, could I put some of my Blu-rays there for the time being? Uh-huh. And now the entire wall is, is Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> and, she's, 
And she's a sweetheart, though, but I have a feeling I'm going to get slipped some sort of poison. Yeah, so for somebody like Nick Murphy, that is his artwork, right? Yes. That, that, I agree that with is, Nick Murphy. That is the decoration. We should go to museums together. I can't get away with that in my house. Uh, all of my DVDs and Blu-rays are, like, kind of hidden in a basket, and the baskets look nice in, in the shelves or whatever. I just displayed know? my recent artwork for uh, my recent Blu-ray for uh, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Yeah. So that went up, and that's another addition to my collection. Yeah, yeah. I would I would argue whether it's art, but I do enjoy it. Okay. Uh, so let me see one more thing, and then we will uh, then we'll move on. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Irons, Watchmen star. Yeah, excellent in that. Um, in nineteen, uh, he 1917's George McKay and Janice new new owner neo owner uh, are, are set to star in uh, Netflix's Munich, an adaptation of the Robert Harris bestseller of the same name. Uh, the thriller is set in the fall of 1938 as Europe prepares for World War II. Irons plays British Prime Minister Neville Ch- Never Neville Chamberlain, uh, who is seeking a peaceful solution with the help of British civil servant Hugh Legat uh, and German diplomat Paul von Hartmann. Uh, Munich is shooting now with a goal of a 2021 release. He was so good talking about Jeremy Irons. He was so great to watch. And he was great as Alfred, too. So he'll be be back again for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League when that premieres on HBO Max. Yep. Uh, I think we have mystery clips today. Do we? All right, so don't look at anything. Don't look at nothing. I'll take care of you guys. Normally. Oh, and these are both gettable. Right before we get to the clips, I'm handed a sheet of information that tells me who they are and what the clip is. Sometimes it doesn't make it here, and that's all right, because we get to do mystery clips. Don't bring it to Ah, me. Bring it to me. I'll I'll do it. I will be the... You taking the bullet first, man? Well, I have to set everything up, so I will be the judge on whose hand goes up first. All right, I owe you. Yeah, so we'll play the clip, and if you think you know who it is, put your hand up and they get to guess. Here we go. Here's the first clip. We shot this before the outbreak, and so this is kind of a great opportunity for us to see the world uh, the way it was and the world we want to get back to as quickly as as possible. The show was going to air early on uh, in the year, but then, of course, it just didn't seem appropriate to be watching people racing around the world at a time when we were all being locked down. Now that we have been locked down for as long as we have, it does seem appropriate. Press, I saw your hand go up first. Uh... The guy from Amazing Race? What's his name? I don't know. We had him on the oh, show the other day. I'm sorry, Preston. I, is it him? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's him. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have gone with What's that. What's his name? I don't, I don't know. know. We don't, we don't no, watch no. the show. And Bill we... Keegan. We just had him on Bill the show. Bill Keegan. But you know we were lying to Bill when we said we watched. <laughs> his name's Phil. Phil. <laughs> I don't we even were, know his we name. We were lying to Will I Keegan. I, I don't know. Uh, right, I, like, I like Steve Keegan. Here we go. Next, uh, next, next clip. clip. Can I have a drum roll? Uh, oh, well, no, never mind. Here yeah, we go. I, next clip. I, hit I really that. appreciate the directors and the producers trusting me with their music as well as their, their dialogue. And, and honestly, because it's an all-Asian-American cast and, and the message of the movie, it's one of my honestly one of my favorite projects I've ever done. So I'm, it really is just... Uh, I'm just so happy people are liking it right now, and I'm I'm just truly humbled by all of it. Preston? All right. Is it the guy who says, if you want to yank a guy's crank? No. Yeah, that's I, what I, thought. Thought. <laughs> I thought you had a Someone legit. wants to yank a guy's crank, <laughs> I say let him. Hold it's on. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the beginning of this, and then you play it, Steve. I really appreciate the directors and the producers trusting me. If someone wants to yank a guy's oh crank, yeah. I say let him. Dude, it's him. It's him. Is, okay. it, uh, is it Steve Byrne? It is not Steve Byrne. Oh, okay. uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. It is an Asian American gentleman who is a judge. Who is a judge? Oh, Ken John. Ken John. And what's he promoting? He's promoting Over the Moon, which is an animated film based on the ancient Chinese myth of the moon goddess. All right. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce that name. Uh, (laughs) And in that clip, Ken Jeong discussed being humbled by the success of the film. Now, Over the Moon is streaming now on Netflix. By the way, The Amazing Race airs tonight at 8 on CBS. That's with... uh... Steve uh, Jenkins? No, it's uh, Bill Jenkins. (laughs) Bill Keegan. (laughs) There you go. All right. We don't watch this show. (laughs) Give us a break. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. All right. Where's my digital copy? That's uh, the entertainment report for you this morning, friend. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in uh, just a moment and share this beautiful sunny sky. Together we have a gorgeous day today, 65 and nothing but sun. In fact, the rest of the week, all the way through Sunday, looks great. That's a wonderful thing. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's you? Glad you asked. Low cut Connie. Bush. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, I want to do a couple of shout outs if you don't mind. I've gotten uh, I got caught with my pants down. I've, I've, I'm backed up. Uh, so I'm not going to read all these all of the body of these messages because they're kind of long. Uh, but essentially, here's a uh, an anniversary. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was on October 29th, so we missed out on that. But uh, this dude really loves his wife, uh, Steve Kulsher. And his wife, Jessica, calls her. So Aww. Steve wants to send a shout out to his wife. And he says, I love you. I love you, Kosher's. Of course. So uh, there you go. Uh, then there's another one. This was for Wednesday, October 28th. It was a birthday. Uh, Dawn's husband, Patrick, uh, celebrates his birthday. And uh, they have two beautiful daughters and two golden doodles. And he keeps us laughing all day long. So there you go. There's a shout out. And he says, Ooh, she says, Ooba, baby. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Um, then another one says, hey, late notice, uh, possible to get a shard out tomorrow morning. Nope, missed it. But Ricky <laughs> Lee's birthday was on the 27th. That's from uh, Mike. So there's a shard from him. And uh, that's a little quick catch. Okay, can I do a couple too? And I'll make these really quick as well. Yep. Uh, this is a shard out from Katie Kane. Uh, she's a podcaster from Denver. Oh. That's in Colorado. Uh, she wants to give a shout out to her husband, uh, and then uh, also her uh, his his cousin Krista Wilden from Vineland, who uh, just turned forty. Also, shout out. I think this is from Linda. Wants to give a shout out to my goodness. I should have done a better job of this. Uh, to Kirsten and Christian. Uh, they got married last week, and uh, they got married in Delco. All right. There you go. That's it? That's it. All right. For Fair now. enough. Yeah, we did it. Oh, a lot, you know lot of shards for the taking. There was another one, and this was, um, this, and they helped with the Camp Out for Hunger, so I want to do this. Uh, this is a sh- shard out to all the nurses at Thomas Jefferson University's Surgical Intensive Care Unit. They're collecting for the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, and so that is from Jen Gallagher. And so two of their nurses, James and Mary, shout out to those guys. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I kept this aside from the entertainment report because I thought we might have some time to go through this. Uh, but apparently the Goop gift guide. Oh, this is oh, the one no. I wait for. Is out. Gwyneth Paltrow. I know you don't do any shopping until you get the gift, uh, the Goop gift guide because that's pretty much 
that's right in line with the stuff we purchase. The best stuff might be in there. Absolutely. So why, why, you know, jump the gun when you could get something great? Like so, vagina-scented candles and um, uh, vagina eggs. Stuff like that. Everything for your vagina. Vagina, yeah. Um, and also a Craftsman tool set. Okay. So Gwyneth's lifestyle brand puts out a hotly anticipated gift guide every year. Uh, of course, it's beloved for its overpriced and impractical gifts. Uh, and this year is no exception, apparently. Oh, and, good. Uh, there is a special emphasis on gilded pandemic chic. Gilded pandemic chic. I'm already vomiting. Let's go. Uh, for those of us still stuck at home, perhaps now is the time to install a concrete self-heating tub from uh, Igneous Bath. And it's uh, so it's a bath. You guys want to guess what it might start at? If it's a concrete self-heating mm. bath, I'm going to put it at... I'm going to say $30,000. Okay. Anybody else want to guess? I was going to go with ten. Okay. I just don't... How does it self-heat? I don't know. We'll worry about that later. (laughs) All right. Uh, It starts at $100,000. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Starts. So I have a coupon. That's how I got it for so cheap. So you might want to look up the igneous bath. Uh, It's a concrete self-heating tub. How does it self-heat? Do they say? Well, no, it doesn't. Uh, So we'd we'd have to. We're going to have to do research on some of these items because the the details are scant. Can you put that in my shopping cart, there, Preston? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drop that in your cart. Yeah. Is this a holiday gift guide? Yeah. 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 Kath, what are your thoughts on concrete as far as design looks are concerned? Oh, for like if you have a modern house, everybody's doing the gray and white now. Yeah, I think it matches perfectly. What about for pillows? <laughs> I wouldn't concrete uh, pillows. Yeah, because they would hurt my ears. I, I know when you're going for a certain um, kind of a sleek look or something like that, and like Kathy said, modern. The concrete thing can work. I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. depends on what the surface is like. Right. I uh, I splurged in my my old house and got the heated floors in the bathroom on the on the tile. Uh, it's, you never regretted it for a second, did you? No, and I miss it now. And it was when we had the bath, bathroom redone, and it's you know it's not cheap to do that type of thing. So it's a, it's a privilege to, uh, what was know, it? to be able to do it. Heated tiles, radiant flooring, radiant oh. flooring on, on the bathroom floor. Okay. And when we had that put in, it was a godsend. Yeah. So, so this is obviously incredibly luxurious. A tub that's heated and the goop. Everything that's in goop is is Nick, luxurious don't, anyway. Don't worry, my friend is enjoying it. Okay, good. Uh, that's <laughs> my, right. my friend bought Nick's house. Uh, <laughs> Nick, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We had it as well, Nick. Now ours was uh, heated through like electricity. Some some of the radiant heating can be done with like uh, heated water. That's what we had. Okay, and so we rarely used it. My wife was worried about there being leaks. Um, well, fish. Would you say fish? fish. No. Uh, no, because ours is electric. Oh, okay. Uh, that there was, um, you know, if there was any condensation or like any sort of like flooding right. in the in the crawl space, that we would get electrocuted. So we basically had mm-hmm. it unplugged all the time. Okay, and so we never really got to use it. A heated tub would be pretty cool, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, they that has heating elements. I don't know if it warms the water because that would be a hot tub. That'd be different, right? Right. Just, yeah. Maybe just the surface of it is warm. Well, whatever it is, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. That's what it starts at. Uh, now, also, you could feather the nest with a Goop X avocado bed Wait, which starts at $38,000. Now, once again, I don't know what any of these things look like. It I'm must be like a, like memory foam because you'd sink into the avocado, wouldn't you? Or maybe it's shaped and looks like an avocado. Or maybe the Oh yeah, maybe that's it. I uh, naturally thought that it was like a like a waterbed Preston except they're using avocado. Yeah. Uh oh, just like it's filled with yeah. guacamole. <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn, that was a good night's sleep. And I really could go for some enchiladas. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what this looks like. The Goop X Avocado. Nick is searching through to try and There's find these items. so much crap on here. I, I don't see it. Uh, there's also, you can spice things up in the bedroom mm. with a Kiki de Montparnasse collar and lead bondage set. Oh, so this is a wow. high-end S&M rig. I'm guessing. Or bondage rig. It's $550. Is it made from avocado? Uh, no. What is the Womanizer Duo? Uh, yeah, Nick? so there's there's some pretty is saucy, that a vibrator? sexy, racy stuff. Yes, yeah. it is. And uh, so Goop sells um, lingerie. They sell sex toys. Including the Womanizer Duo, which seems like a really Here. extravagant vibe. I'll describe the Womanizer Duo. It says it's made to stimulate both external and internal pressure points. The oh. external end is equipped with a cup-shaped head, which you place over the yeah. the man in the boat to create okay. a seal. Wow. You mean like one that can play the uh, horns and clap yeah, his foot? just like that. No, apparently it covers that particular area all the way. Oh. You turn it on and quick pulses of air... Create a sensation that feels a lot like oral, it says. The second tapered head massages internal points at the same time. There are, <laughs> I say it quickly, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are 10 vibration patterns to choose from, and each head's uh, intensity can be adjusted separately. Take your pick of 12 intensity levels for each. It's all explained in the Sylvester Stallone hosted YouTube video. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know he was part of that. Are you ready for some thrills in the bedroom? Wow. Uh, wow, uh, that's uh, that that's pretty works. intense. And they do have it appears Nick they do have a higher end um, sex uh, toy yeah. section. I, isn't that they how it started? Well, the did Jane it? the Jane Goodall flashlight, for uh, example. It. No, it didn't oh start God. that way, Kathy. It did it? But well, it, I think on the onset those things were available. Yes, uh, you know things for self pleasure. Yes, they were living in the bedroom. I, I think that's actually start as you could imagine. I think it's going to start to branch out. And there was talk, Preston, of breaking off. The um, sexual um, store have like a separate, as a separate store. Yeah, there's actually. I just found I might actually get something from here. There's a, a pot set on here that's not that bad. Of course, it's going to be much? a pot set. Yeah. Pots and pans, three hundred bucks for a ten piece set. Okay, that's not bad. That's right. not bad at all. Nick, yeah. how much is that Scrabble board right there? Uh, Scrabble's two hundred, and the vibe <laughs> is two hundred nineteen. So there's a fun Saturday. That's a cool looking uh, Scrabble board. Yeah, I know. It's the Maple Luxury. How do you get off on that Scrabble? It's got a little drawer that keeps everything in there, and it looks like it's uh, very high quality. Okay, well, anyhow. On, All right, let's on, keep going. On this list, here's a couple we of things. We have shopping to do. Uh, if you're one of the many couples who've had a COVID baby, install a $7,500 Stiliana Minko, Minkowska Custom Birth Sill. What? What, what the hell is a birth sill? Oh, look at this, Preston. It, it looks like a... Uh... <laughs> so think of a bizarre... Think think if the Michelin man were to have sex with a recliner. Yeah. Wow. That's what it looks like. Huh. The, but the model... Yeah. Looks like she's... Thing is, she looks like... Like Peter North is, is ready yeah. to step in. Well, wait. She's is this... She's supposed to be giving birth, I yeah. guess. So this is... Okay, so this I is, guess this would be somebody who's maybe gonna try to give birth at home or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's it, <laughs> it, it has a very rubbery. 
inner tubey look to it, but your Preston's describing it correctly. The woman is on her back, her legs spread, her hands above her head. She's flailing, basically. Her head, her head is way yeah. back. Her hair is thrown back. Ooh, bah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that could be used as a sex chair as it well. Could, it Absolutely. could very easily be used as that. So it's dual purpose, Steve. Yeah. Wait, can we just go back to the cookware set for a second? <laughs> because I'm laughing. Uh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this, I really like it. This is really nice. I would buy it for it to look nice in the cabinet. And yes, just exactly. Yeah. I yeah. don't use it. Yeah. How come all this this cookware has dust on it? <laughs> that was like on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You remember they had their plates in the in the background. They yeah. never used them, but they were in these little slots, and they looked yeah, really sure. nice. They look yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe that's what you need, Kathy. <laughs> Three hundred bucks. That's it. Don't go in the kitchen. You'll get it dirty. Uh, you could also grab some uh, Mega Babe hand sanitizer. That's only six dollars, Kathy. Oh, so there are there some go. affordable items on the Goop list, the Goop gift guide. What constitutes a Mega Babe? I think that's the the just the brand, brand name, name. Okay. yeah, right. like the Stiliana Minkovska custom birth sill. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah. product name. So it's not a mega babe. It's it is actually a mega babe. Mega babe. Okay. It's not a mega babe. So I wonder if does she have Goop products? Like does she have her own product line? Brand name? That's a good question, Kathy. I always thought this was just curated stuff, yeah. but no, she, she may does. have some things that are that are that are hers. products. Well, like the candle that was designed to smell like her uh, vajayjay. Um, that that's her product line. Okay. Uh, for those who want bling, Goop has got you covered. There's a uh, Bulgari diamond ring, uh, twenty one thousand dollars. Oh. I mean, it depends on what it is, but that is not the most outrageous of numbers no, I've heard no. from Goop before. I mean, honestly, you would expect if it's on Goop, it'd be much more expensive. So that that's actually reasonable. Uh, let's see. There's also a gym. You can get the Loro Piano Fitness Set. And that'll run you $7,700. What about the chinchilla jorts? Oh, wow. How about this? Yeah. Okay. Here's an Aramez skateboard. Oh, <laughs> wow. An Aramez skateboard. How much? $4,400. For a skateboard. $4,400 for an Aramez skateboard. Okay. So is it simply that it has the logo of Aramez of on it? It's it got to be. What has Aramez brought to the design of that skateboard? I don't know. Well, I, I haven't seen it. I, I just I need to know what the skate deck is made out of because if that thing snaps in half, like skateboards have been known to do. Yes. The freak is the point? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, Case. So, uh, yes, hello, I... I broke my skateboard. I'd like to return it. Uh, Aramis skateboard starts at four point four thousand dollars. I can't. I, I mean, was I, on my vert ramp and I broke it. I can't even find it on the site. Okay. Yeah, the site is difficult to navigate. It, yeah, it's not the best site. All right, the last one I have on this list is the Edie Parker Ouija board. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> That's featured on her site. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is Edie Parker a like a, a designer? designer or something like that? I don't know. I, I would just assume that they would be. Would your mother let you use this Ouija board, Kathy, because it comes from... <laughs> oh, wait. No. Nick, scroll back up. I, oh, saw, the, I saw the skateboard. There it is. Huh? Oh, no. It's just the kid's gift guide. Gift guide. Well, well, I'll check that out. Yeah, because yeah, that might be the skateboard. By the way, the Ouija board yeah. is $2,000. <laughs> What's it made I'll take of? the Scrabble for 200 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's at least a real game. There is an under $100 gift guide on here as well. So she does have some stuff, and she does have her own brand. So there's a Goop Glow starter kit. So she has Goop Beauty okay. on her site, which is actually mm-hmm. decently priced. Yeah, we're looking at some... There's a like a... 
candy skateboard deck. It's not made out of candy. It's got little pieces of the artwork or little pieces of wrapped candy. That's only sixty dollars. Okay. So there you go. There are some. There are some affordable things, but. But it's like, what was it, uh, Neiman Marcus? Neiman Marcus used to have where you could buy Arabian horses. Yeah. yeah so or, you know, airplanes. Airplanes. Like that. Yeah. And I, I actually always loved that catalog. We'd have it delivered with the laughable notion that we'd ever be able to afford anything in it. But right. it's still kind of cool. What I always loved, Preston, was the, um, you know, you could buy, like, holiday fully gour- catered gourmet packages where, like, top level, not, you know, top, top tier chefs, but from, you know, the top level restaurants would come Fully prepared meals, you know, yep. to gourmet level, mm-hmm. and uh, they had all these packages, and the stuff they would list was just extravagant and amazing. Yeah. All right, so the Goop Guide is out. All right, uh, so I have some good ideas here. Yeah. This RMS skateboard looks boring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like a good skateboard. Kathy, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cruiser. It looks like more of like a longboard than anything. Kathy, is that like one of like Hermes' signature patterns? Yeah, they have like, uh, yeah, they have a lot of patterns like that. Okay. Like their scarves and things like right. that. Do you think this is like the, like Dana Spain uses this? Do you think that's the, uh, Pro- that's, that's how the she, gets around, she gets around, around town? town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've actually been, I, I'm not, I'm not going to spend $4,000 on a longboard, but I have been thinking about getting a longboard. Uh, Kathy, have you, you sometimes will go on the Schuylkill River you're a, Trail? You're a skateboarder. Um, yes. All right. I'm not a skateboarder, <laughs> but I don't know. It just seems like something to do down the shore. Um, have you seen the guy who like, he literally, he exercises by riding up and down on a longboard and he is a Booking. I mean, he's going probably 15, 20 miles per hour on this thing. Have you have you seen that? I mean, dude? there's a couple of skateboarders that I've seen there, but I don't know specifically who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's not doing tricks. I mean, he's on a longboard just going at it. What's Carter, Carter has a longboard. He loves it. Uh, and he took it. We, we went and stayed in Avalon over the summer, and he took it with him there, and he did not like the quality of the road to ride on with well, it. Well, Avalon roads suck ass. Yeah, you need uh, a smooth surface. Like, and but so, the trails have that. And so, like, if you're doing Schuylkill River Trail or, like, yeah. there's the, the Radnor Trail, they've been paved recently. And so it's actually not bad for roller sports. Yeah, so Wawa uh, Crest actually has a nice long stretch of road. Uh, okay. Seaview is the name of that road. And that is smooth as hell. But Avalon roads suck ass. They suck. Well, in fact, so, it says it in the travel brochure. Yeah. So Avalon Our roads suck, suck ass. ass. Suck ass. Avalon roads, well, uh, closer to the bay, they have a nice stretch uh, beachside from basically like 78th to I would say like in, in the low 50s. Slow down. The skateboarders are riding this down. <laughs> <laughs> that road sucks really, really bad. But okay. like from like 44th all the way down to Sea Isle, yeah, I thought so. All right. Uh, besides the Goop gift guide, uh, there is. We now have the top twenty toys uh, in America. So uh, as guide, as yeah. we're approaching the holidays and everything here, and obviously you know, it's going to be it's going to be different. Um, has anything popped up in your house now? You have older kids. Yeah, the toys are going right. Right. Yeah. What's has anything popped up at the top of the list of desirability, or do you even have a handle on anything? No, nothing. All right. no, nothing. I've heard a lot of it. of it is repeats. It's like revamped things that they've uh, you know that they've had those um, Aramis skateboards, Aramis stuff like that, skateboards, yeah. the Maron Glacé, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just popping up. The three hundred dollar pot set. No, but it's just like a new version of things that already existed. Okay. I saw a, a Hot Toys list, and that's basically like, what it was. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like the Barbie Dream House dollhouse, yeah. is still up there. This one has a wheelchair accessible elevator from Mattel. Uh, Blues Clues and you dance along Blue Plush from Just Play. Is Blues Clues still a popular oh, yeah. show with kids? It that's, is absolutely. Yep. Okay. 
Uh, I used to love that show. It's that was, great. It was yeah. a cute show. It's, it's, uh, it crosses generations. Yeah. Yeah. Parents love it and kids love it. Uh, Hatchimals, Pixies, Crystal Flyers. Yes, what were the Hatchimals yeah. again? The Hatchimals were the eggs? Yeah, remember mm-hmm. a few right. years ago, they would get like shipments of like 300 in Target, and people would be waiting outside right. yeah. to like, grab one. They would go within an hour, and it was it was hard to find hey, them. Hey, Kathy, but how now about... There's just this, like I said, this is just like a new version of it. Real-life Hatchimals from Quiver Farm, Kathy? <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously, you know? Case. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Really and you have the extra excitement because not all of them make it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And My hatch will die, <laughs> Timmy. And they're edible too. And they're edible. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to my hatchables? We well, just had it for breakfast. Uh, so you also have the Hot Wheels Sky Crash Tower Track playset. Now you yeah. are talking Hot, Hot Wheels. Wheels. What what is the crash set? What do you do? Is it is Hot it... Wheels Sky Crash Tower Track? I don't know. I bet you they have launch like, at each other. Launch at each other. Yes. Yeah. And the commercials is going to make it look way cooler. And there's going to be like a, like people in stands behind uh-huh. them and then all that. And then stuff. you're never going right. to actually get it to work when you get yeah. it and build it. <laughs> that leads me to my question. Question, which is, are the Hot Wheels commercials the most deceiving as far as pleasure to actual commercial, uh, what the campaign yeah. commercial? You know? uh, I think also like action figures, Nick, like, uh, you know, yeah. any of the, um, I don't know it's, whether it's Transformers, but they'll show them on some sort of alien <laughs> environment and there'll be this... Oh, my God. Look, there's a river there. Does well, it come up the river? When I was a kid, Stephen, you'd see the commercial for, for Transformers toys and be like, well, the jets clearly fly around the house. They do. You can oh. tell. Yeah. Can you uh, put the picture back up, Connor, of this um, of the Hot Wheels? Uh, we have the, the screen in the studio, and sometimes Connor will pop. That looks pretty cool. When I was a kid, yeah. Preston, I had the Hot Wheels. Was it the Hot Wheels? Hot Wheels. It had to be the Hot Wheels that had the, the powerhouse. Yeah. Where the track would... Um, Lead you into the powerhouse and be spinning drums inside. Yeah, they still have the that. Cart. They do. Uh, it's at the base of this one. You can see it there. Um, I'd wow. have to get up and point it out, but I'd have to go across the room. So, uh, but yeah, they still have them because when when my boys were younger, we we still bought the tracks and we had one that was like a dinosaur and would go up and it would pop the dino the T Rex's mouth open and the car would land in it and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Uh, uh, so they still make them and and those things they last for a little while, but their shelf life is not very long because they're kind of flimsy. Yeah, uh, and they're easy to break. Guys, what? I have an invention. Okay, and I just thought of it right now. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is it a? Hang on, it, hang on it, a second. Okay. Here's a pen. Okay. Write it down. Okay. Thank you. I bet it it incorporates fish and skateboarding. (laughs) No. It might be. Uh, Or or do we hear this? Let him write it down. You can visually review it and see if we need to invest time in it. This way you can curate it and protect us. Okay. I'm looking at it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Are we going to go with it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to throw these two words out here to you. Wait, let me call up the rewind effect just in case. Because it's it's not it's it's combining inventions together. Okay. In Roomba one great taste. Roomba cooler. Okay? So you know how a Roomba goes back to its base, right? Yeah. It, it has its base. It knows where its home is, right? Yeah. But if you had two basically homing devices, right? The base yeah, basically, like, run the bases, right? right. And the head. And the, <laughs> you got the base and the shaft, right? right? And so what it is is Roomba technology right. where you hit a button, right? And so you have a base in your hand. The Roomba cooler then leaves the Roomba with a cold beverage in hand and wheels itself over to you and then brings you the thing. And then it goes back to home. But when it goes home. Uh, it refrigerates it. it 
It, well, it, then another beverage will then, you know, park itself inside the room. There are devices like this that okay. I've seen from, from like, uh, in some of the, the higher higher tech and sharper image catalogs that can, can do that. I don't know if they incorporate the cooler aspect that you're talking about, but that's interesting. Yeah. Do some research and then find out someone else did it. <laughs> Usually my ideas that are really, really right. good, like, I don't know, rake hands. They're so good that they already exist. They already exist. So essentially, it's just something that'll fetch a drink for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but here you go. It's remote control no. C3 Rover Cooler. <clears throat> that, see, that's a remote control where you got to go, you know, with the joystick. This thing senses where you are. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let me see. What else? Uh, that might be someday down the road, the hot gift item. That might be one of the goop selections. No. Um, <laughs> here are some of the other uh, top toys. Uh, kid... Kitty Zoom Creator Cam from VTech. Okay, so they're trying to bring the kids in on Zoom. Kitty Zoom Creator Cam, so that you can do backgrounds and and uh, filters guess, and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess that's probably what it is, Steve. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Lego dots from Lego. What are Lego dots? I don't know. Uh, Lego Harry Potter Hogwarts Astronomy Tower. Oh wait a second, is there a is there a Lego version of Hogwarts? Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ridiculously expensive, but my yep. nephews are into both Legos and Harry Potter, and so uh, that's it's a real hot gift. There's Nick, a whole you, section of it. Is yeah. there? Have mm-hmm. you been to Universal down? In no, Florida? no. I, at some point, I'd like to go and maybe take my nephews because they are so into all of that. And, As are you? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. when you go there, and Preston, you know. They've created, and it's forced perspective, they created Hogwarts at a certain scale, and it's up on, um, yep. you know, um, and, and obviously they're using forced perspective. It looks huge. It looks gigantic. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. it's uh, they, they do it very, yeah, yeah. very well there. Preston, the Lego dots are um, sort of like... LSD? No, so they have... <laughs> That's micro dots. Micro dots. Oh. <laughs> the Lego micro dots. <laughs> so they have desk organizers, a bracelet, a bracelet pack, created hmm. picture frames. So okay. it's basically that. And then it's you craft. put... Yeah, you put... That's exactly what it is. You put the the Lego dots on there to decorate it. Okay. Um, I'm still stunned at how expensive. Like, they, someone said oh, yeah. they, they have the, uh, the bat wing, the Lego bat wing. I mean, the Death Star is like 500 bucks. You know, the, bucks. you can get some of the really big Star Wars ships and make those, and they're all really expensive. Can you, uh, can you invest in Lego stock because that it never goes away and every year people spend the money and it, it keeps it's one of those toys that's like perpetually popular and it's also pandemic resistant because and, it's an at home exactly well yeah. we bought a bunch of them at the start of the did you the quarantine yeah. so yeah we have the international space station we have the saturn 5 rocket wow. we got uh the stranger things set uh, and it's 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 very elaborate stuff. I'm not putting any pressure on you. I'm just asking out of interest. Did you ever put together that 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 big mofo that I I have it? All the the the, the mean, directions are in Japanese. I know it's an elaborate. And I I tried to start yeah. doing it and I couldn't do it. And so what I'm going to have to get is a translator. Steve bought me this gift for my 50th birthday. It's phenomenal. It's a Saturn V rocket. It's sitting in my bedroom. Yeah. And I tried to start. I'm like, well, I can figure this out. <laughs> I can't figure it May out. May I suggest something for yeah. that? If you have an iPad or you have... Yeah, I'm going to have to get a translator. The Google it will... Tra- that's how I actually had a, a piece of equipment, Casey, and that I'll be lending oh, to the, you. Oh, uh, the short throw projector? That, yeah, that I had to um, um, that I had to use that same translator thing. It works like a charm. Yeah, I, I will get to that. I, I, I don't fault you. I know it's... I mean, this this thing is effing insane. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, so you also have the uh, Lego Super Mario Adventures with Super Mario Starter Course, which is a big one. Uh, the Little People Launch and Loop Raceway. Oh, man. Oh, we had Fisher-Price Little yeah, People. Yeah, I remember those. They're the best. I'm not familiar. What are they? You, you are. recognize them in a heartbeat. Okay. They go back to when even you oh, were a little With, kid. like, these hands and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, when I was yes. little. <laughs> those are the Little People. Sorry. <laughs> Preston, we were fighting for our lives. The dinosaurs were still alive. That didn't have time to play when you're staring down a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, we had a Little People, like, car garage. It was like a three-tier garage with a... Uh, with a garage uh, elevator and stuff. Yeah, yeah. My mom still has, she held on to that stuff from when I was a little kid. And when my kids were babies and we took them to visit, they got to play with my toys. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just they're just per- perpetually delightful to see those little things. Yep. And, they and, to, still, and to shoplift them is even more fun. They still sell. I, I wish uh, Weebles were still around. You know, they wobble, I, but, but they, they don't fall down. Never. I, I loved those when I was a kid. I loved Weebles wobbles. Uh, let's see. Monster Jam, official Megalodon Storm, <laughs> 115th scale. Uh, all-terrain remote control monster truck. I think sometimes they just try to make the longest title possible so the kid wants it. Uh, the Nintendo it's got 50 words in it. The Nintendo Switch console with neon red, neon blue Joy-Con. Yeah. Uh, it, con- control, I guess. That's James Joy- Joystick yeah. control. Well, that's the one that I wanted when I uh, got the Switch, but they were all sold out, so I had to get just the regular. So the Switch is very hard one, yeah. to come by. I bet you it's going to be very hard to come by again this year. It's Nintendo's biggest success. It's yeah. been huge. And, uh, you know, I, I had it for a while, Preston, and I... Um, I, I played it. I think it's a solid system, but then I, I stopped playing it. Yeah. yeah. My kids used it for a while, and then they kind of faded out of it, yeah. too. But, um, yeah. All right, just a couple more quick things. we got to take a break. Uh, the Paw Patrol Dino Rescue Dino Patroller Motorized Team Vehicle. <laughs> the Peppa Pig Shopping Mall Playset. Oh, Peppa, Peppa Pig is a, um, what is Peppa Pig's story? Um, uh, it's, it's an English uh, program, ex- right? It's Exotic. a show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a, an animated show, and every other word they say is... <laughs> Like that, I believe. Isn't that Peppa Pig? Yeah, it's still really popular among. It's uh, kind of like Gary Lauer, three and four year olds and <laughs> young kids. I got two testicles. <laughs> but they have cute, really cute toys. Yeah, do the, they? Okay, the Peppa Pig toys. Yeah, and every. I mean, like they have the, the pajamas and clothing and all that kind of stuff. How about this, Kathy? You heard of the Rainbow High Fashion Dolls? Oh, yeah, I I'm have not heard of them. With that. Uh, okay. Look at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they are uh, they are dolls for older kids, I believe. Let me look it up. All right. For slow adults. Uh, then no. uh, two other quick things. Uh, Star Wars The Mandalorian, the child animatronic edition. Oh, yeah. That's so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. oh, a Saturday night thing, man. <laughs> and oh, yeah. the Animal Interactive Unboxing Toy Truck. Unboxing toy truck. So the unboxing is that that surprise where you don't know exactly what you're getting. Oh. Does it unbox itself? Or are you? No, but you have like oh. there. You know, there's maybe one of ten things you oh. could get. Okay, oh. wasn't that one of the? Wasn't that one of the aspects? Or was it the Hatchimals that you didn't know what you were going to yeah, get? Yeah, the Hatchimal. You didn't know exactly which one you were going to get. That's right. sort of I think it's how like kid it gambling. started. And then those LOL dolls came out, and all those squishies and stuff like that. Okay. All right, so those are some of the, the hot toys that are up uh, for sale this year for the holidays. And, of course, the Goop Guide, yes, uh, which we had just thought I'd share those as we're starting to get into, you know, real shopping mode for uh, Christmas. It's going to be here th- for you. Know? You covered the full spectrum. Yeah. I mean, between Everything. all the sex, high and ultra high end sex toys yeah. and the uh, Hatchimals. Exactly. And a $100,000 heated tub. 
anything you want. So <laughs> just thought we'd share. Listen, we need to take a break, but I'd like to give something to you. A $25 gift card to Doc's Irish Pub. They brought by food this morning. And this is part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Homegate kickoff. You can go to com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President Steve Show. And each week's winner receives Bud Light prizes and gift card to a local restaurant like Doc's Irish Pub, which is located in Gilbertsville, PA. And Doc's menu offers hometown favorite foods and a great environment to watch the big games and enjoy weekly Bud Light specials. So let's take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give you the gift card. Be back in a moment. And Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers. Whitehorse RV Center. Cinch Propane Home Delivery. TRG Mid-Atlantic. Xfinity from Comcast and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, I've collected some stories. Let's share them. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, this morning's B-File brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They bring propane right to your doorstep. You can visit cinch.com to place your order. This is pretty wild. A pair of kayakers had a close call (laughs) on Monday when a massive humpback whale actually scooped their kayak up in its mouth and then spit them out. It's crazy footage. Two women were in the uh, their kayaks and kayaks, and uh, <laughs> neither woman was seriously injured. Uh, a nearby person on a paddleboard reportedly helped one of the women back to shore. They said they were also helped by a mysterious marionette, Preston, with a long nose. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just happened to be in there. Uh, During the fall, nutrient-rich, colder waters bring an explosion of krill and sardines, which the migrating whales, brown pelicans, and sea lions feed on. And each year, the feeding frenzy attracts whale watchers who on occasion are knocked into the ocean by a breaching whale. But this one actually got them in its mouth. Hmm. Can you imagine what that would be like if you were... Just minding your own business, and oh all of a sudden God. it comes up and scoops you up in its mouth. They're magnificent. Wow. Have you ever gone out and watched a, Never have a whale watching? I've wanted it's to go on a whale watching trip. Spectacular. It's got to be. Uh, for anyone unsure of how you transport a snowmobile, putting it on the actual roof of your vehicle is not a good way to do it. Why not? Uh, I saw this picture of these people. The Wisconsin (laughs) Department of Transportation said a Minnesota-registered vehicle was stopped Sunday on U.S. Highway 63 for driving with a snowmobile strapped on its roof. I have no idea how they got that thing up there. I mean, those They weigh a couple hundred pounds. They weigh several hundred pounds. They're, They're incredibly heavy. And it oh was gosh. sitting on it sideways. Was it like a 
Toyota Corolla that it's on? Yeah, it's on, it oh looks like God. an old Corolla, like Casey, like a 1993 Corolla or something Stop like that. It. The thing to do would have been to have towed the car with the snowmobile, right? Yeah. So the department urged anyone hauling equipment like a snowmobile this winter to safely do so by securing it on a trailer or in a truck. How many times do you still see people transporting a mattress with the hands out? Oh, yeah. 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 It happens from time to time. All right, now I think we have audio of this, Casey. A, this is from yesterday. A Walmart in Texas was shut down. Was I'm sorry, down one employee this weekend after she quit in spectacular fashion. Uh, Shayna Raglan had shared her resignation on TikTok and indeed the entire store in Lubbock, Texas, when she let colleagues know just how she felt about them over the PA system. Uh, so we have a clip of this. Here we go. Attention all Walmart shoppers, associates, and managers. My name is Shauna from Cap 2, and I just want to come on here and say Henry is a racist, stinky mm-hmm. Giovanna is racist. Elias is a of a manager. This company fires black associates for no reason. This company treats their employees like especially Cap 2. So, by the way, Cap Whoa. 2, for the record, uh, they unload stock from trucks and stock uh, stack them on the shelves. However, according to Shayna, there are problem areas in other sections of the store, too, because she also said, and Jimmy from Sporting Goods, Joseph the cashier, Larry from Garden Center, you're all perverts. <laughs> and I hope you don't talk to your daughters the way you talk to me. Wow. And it wasn't all bad, though. She did have some nice parting words for Ariel, who had got her the job a year ago when she needed it the most. Uh, she had said her goodbye to her superior wasn't as sweet, though. She said, F the manager, F the, the, the managers, F this company, F this position, and F that big, lazy bitch, she said, apparently, of her boss. I effing quit. With all this, and the, these have occurred a couple of times, don't you think they would have a master kill switch somewhere in the building? Somewhere. Right? Uh, within 24 hours of uploading this, it was watched uh, more than 3.7 million times on TikTok. Uh, for anybody suspicious that the clip may have been faked, uh, Shayna also reshared a video a customer had posted from inside the store as her voice of scorched earth went through the address system uh, with a number of her presumably unnamed colleagues doubling over with laughter, so they thought it was hilarious. On Twitter, she elaborated a little further, claiming that the job had made her absolutely miserable for a year and seven months. She praised her husband, without whom she, quote, really would, wouldn't be able to quit and be so damn happy if he wasn't supporting me and my career. He pushed me to go back to college and pursue my dreams. So she quit in a big fashion. Could have done without the foul language, though. You know, that's the part that I listen to. Like, oh, your kids Are you kidding me? That's the best part of it. <laughs> I don't it's the know. the best part. <laughs> uh, she, all right, anyway. <laughs> Uh, it seems as though even deer are sick and tired of Staten Island, and they're headed to New Jersey. A tagged deer from Staten Island was spotted running around downtown Bayonne and the Newark Bay wa- water area. Uh, video footage captures an eight-point buck swimming with its head above the water and antlers high as it was passing cargo ships along the Bay of Bayonne. <laughs> uh, they could see the rantlers. How far out was it? Uh, I don't know, but it went uh, it went across the bay. Wow. Uh, the deer was later seen at 16th Street Park before running off. Emergency Management Coordinator Eduardo Ferrante said deer, the deer swam from Staten Island. He said he didn't pay the toll either, from my understanding. Ahoy! Uh, Ferrante said the buck had tags on its ears that showed it belonged to White Buffalo Incorporated, a Staten Island group that last year was given 
$4.1 million in contract by New York City to control deer populations through the sniping of stags. And they were also supposed to develop sea deer, which obviously they've done. <laughs> uh, Ferrante said that uh, Bayonne is not used to seeing deer and that it's actually very rare and only happens once every couple of years. All right, and the one last story, an off-duty state trooper dressed as a stormtrooper from Star Wars oh, man. was returning from a Halloween party on Saturday when she stopped the person suspected of drunk driving. She pulled over by a stormtrooper. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wearing the costume. The Highway Patrol said the trooper, Britta Foish, who was not wearing her helmet as she was driving, spotted the car as it tried to enter the uh, a freeway in the wrong direction. In a cinematic video statement posted on Twitter, the Nevada... Highway Patrol's Southern Command said Foch stopped the car and called dispatch to deal with the situation. I've been drinking and driving, but you're going to let me go. Uh, let this one go. Foch said, no, uh, no doubt, uh, or they, they said in the, in the Twitter post, Foch no doubt intervened and stopped a potentially deadly situation. The force is strong in Trooper Foch. <laughs> Uh, the Highway Patrol said the driver was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence, driving without a valid driver's license, and committing two traffic violations. So, actually in a stormtrooper costume. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. Let's give away some gift cards for Doc's Irish Pub. We'll take caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. You get a $25 gift card. It's part of this year's Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate Kickoff. Now, you can win incredible prizes for your football home gate, including a case of Bud Light Platinum $100 Primo's gift card and custom MMR and Bud Light Platinum seltzer pint glasses and a $25 gift card from a local restaurant like Doc's Irish Pub. So make sure that you go and check out WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win the football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President Steve Show this week. It's Marissa. She'll be delivering that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All right, so call it 15. You win. We're going to take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer makes buying an engagement ring so easy. He'll hold your hand to find the perfect ring so you can hold her hand forever. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate StevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this fun article in uh, the Huffington Post, and uh, they had on their Facebook page for parents, they had solicited for funny names uh, that kids have come up with for various things, like various you know household items and and yeah. you know just standard things like for Janger. Like Perjanger, <laughs> yeah, or uh, Jig Jeal, yep. <laughs> which actually you didn't make that up. Your mom told My you mom. that, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, I thought this was kind of fun uh, because I do have a couple of add to add to this list. So I'll give you some examples. This one says, my daughter calls pistachios Grinch nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a funny. second. A little, how old is the daughter? Does it say? A little kid. Got to wow. be a little kid. Grinch, Grinch nuts. nuts. Well, that doesn't mean testicles. They're, they're well, nuts. That's where my mind went. Mm-hmm. They're nuts, and they are green. Oh, because yeah. so, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking testicles. Yeah, man. Too. And listen, that's his why heart was tiny. Girl. His yeah. balls were probably tiny. And we hear his balls grew ten times yes. that night. Yeah. That's um, right. His says, testicles grew enormous. Now, this one's a little bit older. This uh, this uh, uh, person who checked in, Callie, said, my 13-year-old daughter thought uh, it was nukewarm, not lukewarm. Nuke warm. Nuke warm, yeah. I, I wonder if that's because... Um, People nuke it. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Nuke warm. 
Uh, and feel free to to share yeah. anything that you may have. 215-263-WMMR. This is my daughter calls Wendy's the lady restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, Wendy's. Yes, yes, yes. Right. sign up front. When Ben was probably three or four, um, McDonald's was the go-to for us when, when you know, he wouldn't eat anything. So we'd take him to McDonald's. And so we'd be like, yeah, we're going to take you to McDonald's restaurant. So then... McDonald's became known as the restaurant, and every restaurants were just the restaurant. So anytime we went out anywhere, the was, restaurant, we're going to the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I gotcha. I actually, as a kid, we um, we would always go to McDonald's after church. Okay. So I, I always called that church food. Church food. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Uh, Carter. Oh my God, this was so adorable. He must have been in kindergarten, and it was around Thanksgiving. And so he's learning about uh, the Native Americans. Yes. and But to him, it wasn't Native Americans. It was Night of the Americans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Night that. of the Americans. The Night of the Americans. From Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> yeah. They finally got their revenge. <laughs> Night of the Americans. It was so damn cute when he was telling do us you about re- that. How oh. do you... Now, you must be conflicted as a parent. You mm-hmm. love hearing... That and yet you know you need to correct them. No, <laughs> no, not, 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 not correct them because you know it will it Eventually will work its way ahead. out. Yeah, like Caroline and I have. Thank God I have this on video. It's her reading a book, and the word spaghetti was in there several times, and she kept calling it biscetti. Oh, that's a classic. Some people say biscetti. Yeah, I like biscetti. She was saying biscetti. And and it was like being mentioned. It's like biscetti, biscetti, biscetti. <laughs> All I eat is biscetti, and I filmed it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is, oh, this is priceless. Yeah, I remember getting into an argument with oh. my niece when she was probably three or four because she kept saying Cinderella. And I was like, no, it's Cinderella. And she's like, no, it's Cinderella. 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 Yeah. (laughs) I actually said it right. Uh, (laughs) Here's a good one. This is from uh, Darcy John. She said, my daughter called a head of lettuce a salad ball, and that is now forever what we call it. Salad ball. And that does make sense if you stop and think about it. And that's the ball you pull out when you're preparing salad. And the Mm -hmm. fact that they've remained. She's grown up, and they still call it a salad Salad ball. ball. I love it. Uh, This one says, my daughter used to call a plain hamburger... Airplane hamburger. <laughs> Airplane hamburger. And it took me a while to figure out since she had never been on a plane. Airplane hamburger. Uh, this one says, my son used to say that he could hear my heart beep. Oh. <laughs> Your heartbeat instead of heartbeat. Jace w- used to call his uh, his big toe his thumb toes. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was like, I to hit my thumb toe. I actually have heard a couple that. of kids called because it does kind of look like a thumb, you know? Yep. The big toe, yeah. That seems, um, that seems kind of uh, prevalent. I'm going to go to Kat. Hi, Kat. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. 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 Uh, All right. My daughter. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, this is uh, one of your kids that uh, you're relaying this information about? Yeah. My daughter, Zoe, she um, she didn't understand that we ate parts of the meat in a hot dog. She thought we actually ate the part, like the boy part, okay. and that was the hot dog. So she thought, she thought oh a hot God. dog was a pig's penis. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> and did she like I didn't it? Understand. Um she thought it was great. She just didn't understand what happened to the girls' pigs. Like she didn't know Oh, what. well, mm-hmm. those are the tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So would she call it a pig penis? No, no, we were no. Okay. No, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. All right. No. Uh let me go to Amy. Hi Amy, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's up, so, Amy? Two, two. Our daughter Addie, when she was little, she would, when she learned to write her name in cursive, 
she would tell everyone that she knew how to write her name in curses. Yeah. It's really appropriate because later she has she kind of cusses like a sailor now. But oh, that's oh my God. I write my name in curses. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And Thanks. Then, Oh, one other one. Our son, Keegan, because we used to have to shred a lot of the bills and things, and you'd end up with all those little pieces of paper around, and he always called those shreddles. So we said shreddles. That's great. And hang on to that Listen, shreddles. Businesses who are looking for names for products should go to kids because shreddles... You know, I mean, right? They'll pick something catchy. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, yeah. you're exactly right, Steve. Shreddles. Uh, Hire like a, a team of 10-year-olds. Christine Sullivan said, to our oldest pants were called leg prisons. <laughs> <laughs> leg prisons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, this is from uh, Tracy Giroux. She said, my almost three-year-old calls the bathroom fan the poop wind. <laughs> <laughs> and it will forever be called that in our house. She the says, poop wind. Turn on the poop wind. Uh, Cassie Marshall says, my three-year-old son calls mustard hot dog syrup. Yeah, sure. That's cute. Uh, let me go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Hey, so, um, these are actually about me when I was a lot younger that my family makes fun of me for constantly. But, uh, we had Happy Donald's instead of McDonald's. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We had chip-ups instead of chipmunks. (laughs) Chip-ups. All right. (laughs) And one time we went on vacation, we were staying in a condominium, and I said I was happy to be living in a condom. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. That's, I can see that. Absolutely. Uh, I had a friend of mine who, when I was a kid, it was probably in like third grade or something like that, and his his grandfather had made up names for food. And I remember at, uh, or, and the only thing I can remember is that uh, you've had cream corn before, right? Yes. So cream corn was called uh, Spicky Doodle. <laughs> Spicky Doodle? Yeah. It's just made up. I, it is. Yeah. And then there was another dish, and I don't remember what it was, but that was Spooky Dookie. <laughs> do, do you ever? Could that's that, what they called like it those. at the table. <clears throat> but what is Spicky Doodle? <laughs> Spicky Doodle. You want some more Spooky Dookie? <laughs> <laughs> you could place that in a child's mind yeah. and see how long that runs for before, yeah. you know, right? Yep. It's also cute when they start to learn how to read and aren't able to pronounce things correctly. So the two that come to mind is Ben uh, would see the, the store Pet Value. Yeah. He would read it as Pet Valu. <laughs> so I don't. I have to refer to it as Pet Valu. And then he saw a liquor store, and it was uh, it was said on the on the sign liquors uh, liquors and spirits. But he read it as liquors and spritz. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. They sure. saw some liquors and spritz in this one. Uh, let's see. This one says from Jennifer Straub. She says, "My now ten year old used to say helicopter uh, for helicopter. That's even a little That's more difficult to say. Yeah. Yes, it's way more difficult. Yeah. Helicopter." Uh, this one is from Amanda Rodriguez. She says, my son calls the ottoman an abdomen. <laughs> it's really funny when he goes to other people's homes and says, can I put my feet on your abdomen? <laughs> what do you guys, when you jump out of something, you yell what? Geronimo. Okay. Right. My daughter yelled Tyrannibo. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannibo! Tim Tebow! <laughs> That's great. I have it on video. Tyrannibo! Oh, that's the best. I was like, jumping into you? a pool? I, well, no. That okay. is the biggest Indian I've ever seen. It's Tyrannibo. Into her uh, bed. Okay. Because she yells Tyrannibo. I go, what did you just say? She goes, Tyrannibo. And I was like, okay. That's yeah, awesome. Sure. That's yeah. 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 Tyrannibo uh, works. Uh, let me go to Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Rebecca. My, I was with my daughter, and she said, Mommy, we were at the car dealership, and she said, Mommy, I want to go see the Smacker Man. And I was like, what in the world is the Smacker Man? And she's like, you know, the guy, the, the big tall guy. And she was referring to the 
the wavy air person. Oh, the, the, the waggy, wavable, inflatable, flailing yeah. arm tube man. Yeah, sure. uh, so, so smacker all... man. Okay, so it, it makes noise when that when those things are on, right? Yeah. Yep. So it makes so, like that oh, that kind of whipping, smacking noise. Okay. Mm-hmm. See that uh, that is that's 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 wild, Rebecca, because it, the, she's focusing on that and distills it down to the most visceral aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's great! I love it. Wacky waving inflatable Thank arm you. flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. The um, <laughs> like so my my youngest, she was. You could have a full on conversation with her at two years old. She was early to talk and um and it like. There's no reason to be afraid of the thermostat. <laughs> it's it's pretty. But what sucks is I think she's finally starting to come around but it was it's just so cute and we would watch her videos over and over again and she was like embarrassed by them and she thought we were like when we would laugh she thought we were making fun of her and stuff and we weren't yeah Yeah, we had that too we're not making Mm -hmm. fun of you we love this this is the cutest thing in the world so i I, have a video of her i tried to explain laughing with you and not laughing at you. right yeah so she is singing um she's got an inflatable guitar and she's singing adele and uh, the the part of rolling in the deep where she says you played it you played it she's saying you paid it you paid it and it's the I mean, she's two years old, and it's the cutest thing. And, and like, so you can't watch it when she's in the room at all. Okay. Uh, I will go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Yeah, sorry to bother you at work. No, man. What's up? What's something that either you or uh, somebody in your family or somebody you know would have a funny name for something when they were younger? Yeah, so this was me. Um, I used to call Juice Mim, M-I-M. And I don't know how my mom ever figured that one out. But she did. I'd come to her and say, Mim, and somehow I'd get juice. Huh. <laughs> All right. Perhaps <laughs> she was deranged. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. And for I some heard reason, juice. It made sense to you to call it Mim. And... Yeah, I don't know where that one came from. Yes. Okay. Where? Where is, how do you hear Mim? But somehow it works. Hmm. And if you get something yeah. in your mind and you repeat and, it enough, that it becomes that. And Jeff, do you remember <laughs> that or is this what she told you? Um, I actually don't really remember that, so she okay. could completely be making it up. Totally. She's messing with you, man. That's yeah. it. No, nope. And that right, guy thanks. really is your father. That's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> these are things that your parents sure. recall to you. Right. Or you do actually And you don't believe it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will go to David. Hey, David, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, David? So when I was a child, I heard my oldest brother ask my mom for the remote, but what he said was, Mom, where is the gazetta? The Gazina? The Gazina. Right. <laughs> so you heard that instead of remote. The yeah. Gazina, as in, as in. The remote control for the television. Mom, where's the Gazina? As the channels, Gazin, like that? Because Gazina's, I'm trying to think of what. what Are you thinking of Gaz- Bazinga? Maybe. <laughs> I can't even wrap my mind around that. Gazina. Yeah, it's, All right. it's, it's a tough one, but ever since I was a kid, and now go even to this day, like, uh, um, like, when I met my new girlfriend, I'm hanging out at her house. I'm like, babe, you need to get in. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. So she probably thought you were talking about your penis. About, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Thanks, we man. called it, I mean, growing up, we were the only pers- people in the, the entire universe. We called it the channel selector. And the like, channel selector. I would like the channel selector, please. Uh, right? That makes that's way too many syllables. Well, in the early earlier days of Ramos, we called it the clicker. Clicker yeah. because it legitimately used yeah, it to made click. a noise. Click. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you when you would hit it, I and mean, then we, the gazina. We also called our living room the parlor, right? right. Which is you know 
It's a parlor, but I guess in parlor parlor here. Yeah. And and is that in Swarthmore? Well, it was, it was in Swarthmore. <laughs> but well, our house. We bought our house. Uh, it the room was classified as a parlor. A parlor, right? But, and in, we call it the parlor now. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Chuck uh, D'Amico is the only other person that I ever heard refer to their living room as a parlor. A parlor. parlor. I wonder if that's a local. I know parlor is is a standard word, but I wonder if parlor, that pronunciation, go into the parlor, is is a local, uh, is a is a vernacular. Uh, of it, the it's got to be. Mm. Decorate the parlor. The parlor. Huh. All right. Nice. Uh, we we did have a full discussion one morning of rooms that have names that are never. Heard before. Right, and parlor was one of those. One of parlor or the sitting room or the um... yeah. I forgot there was one that was that that kicked off the conversation. A friend of ours had told me about it. it was like it wasn't a veranda, but it started with a V and the it was, It was some weird word. <laughs> Vomitorium. Uh, no. Uh, let me go to Gene. Hey, Gene. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Hey. What's up, Gene? Um, my son uh, had to eat gluten free, and he always used to ask, "Dad, is this gluten and free?" <laughs> gluten and free. <laughs> Wow, it's, anything that's gluten is free. That's great. That's cute. Thanks, man. Uh, let me go to Alec. Hi, Alec. How you doing, man? Good morning, it. Thank you. Good morning, it. What's up, bud? <laughs> My daughter, ever since she could talk, <clears throat> she always referred to uh, French fries as trench fries, and she also calls McDonald's trench fries. <clears throat> French fry Donalds. French. French fry Donalds. French fry Donalds. Yeah, yeah. well, that's like how that. she she sees it. French fries. French this actually fries. sounds pretty good. All right, thanks, Something that they served during World yeah. War One. Uh, here's a couple other ones. I like this one. Uh, Allison says, "A boy I babysat called lasagna spaghetti cake." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Jen Milk said, "Our oldest called knives cut it because we would say, <laughs> do you want me to cut it?'" And she would say, "Fork, spoon, cut it." <laughs> So that's what they would uh, eventually. She just associated. You know, with I want that. a lot. Of, I wonder if some of this probably does carry over. Uh, if you can get through many years to adulthood and still believe, I mean, because we always talk about yeah. things that people misperceive and words that they say oh, incorrectly. I I was full on near thirty years old when I found out that barbed wire was not Bob Wire. <laughs> right, we talked about. It. <laughs> Thought it was Bob Wire. <laughs> it's Bob Wire. Yeah, yeah, because you say it, you know. Nobody pronounces the barbed, yeah, the ed yeah. parts, barb, barbed wire, and I just hear Bob wire. <laughs> and I was, I was in my late twenties, and then I was when probably they, a Y one hundred when I figured that yeah. out. Yeah, and when they pointed out to you, you know, some caring person points it out to you as they're pointing a finger at yeah. you and laughing. Yeah, I'd never yeah, seen yeah. it written down. So yeah. I didn't know. Well, you guys, let me know. I mean, God, within the last ten years, that it's not all the sudden. That it's right. all of a sudden. So many people, and I, I hear it more now because Me I didn't too. realize people thought it was all of a sudden. Yeah. And yep. I, so many people say that. And even people that have probably read it, <laughs> have probably read it at one time or another, the, the words all of a sudden, but still say all of a sudden automatically. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. Uh, Maya Broadfoot said, my son used to say moldy bar for granola bar. Uh, Sometimes they taste that way. Sydney Farrow said, both my girls refer to their backpacks as pack packs. Uh, and I thought this one was cute. Gina Lasanto said, my kids call napkins good manners. Oh, that's funny. You're going to use your manners? It's what you associate with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love let, that. Let me go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. It's good morning. 
So I have a three-year-old nephew who calls Spider-Man Boner-Man. <laughs> Boner-Man? <laughs> nah, that's Peter Nord. <laughs> it's just how he pronounces it. And his father said, yeah, no, I'm not going to correct him either. No, no, no. no. Boner-Man is great. <laughs> I love it. Let it go. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how about this? We'll go to Alyssa. Alyssa, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? My son calls diarrhea poop bubbles. <laughs> poop oh, bubbles. Gross. And how old is he? He's 20. Sick. Six? Uh, yes. And you know what? Honestly, if you stop and think about it, when you're in the full throes of diarrhea, there's a bubbling, gurgling sound. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mom, I have poop bubbles. Yes. I got it. Can you come to college and take me home? Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Good morning, sir. Good morning. So hey. growing up, my older brother coined the term toot-toot, and it referred to the cardboard cylinder inside of uh, paper towels or gift wrapping paper. Okay. Um, toot toots. He picked them up and he would go toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, I, I think I was like 13 or 14 when I figured out they weren't called that just by casually referring to them as toot toots and having people be like, what are you talking about? I love it. Toot, I love yes. It. Toot toots. I, yeah. I think there, there's a lot to be learned by how these names are arrived at yeah. and that you would use that as a, as a, uh, as a horn or something like a, a makeshift kazoo, it becomes a toot toot. Well, we used them as uh, we made pipes out of them oh, to <laughs> smoke weed out of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a pot. We, we called it a gong. <laughs> I don't know why it got the name the gong, gong. but you would use to- uh, tin foil and uh, and and toot toots. <laughs> I mean, why would you do that when there are perfectly good park benches around? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Seriously. I didn't live near any park benches, so I had to, we had to make it up. Uh, let me go to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning, it to you. Now we were talking about funny names that uh, kids have for various things. What What do you recall? Right. So this was just recently. I was um, having a text conversation with my sister in law, and we were having a family get together. So we were planning all the food, and we were talking about hamburgers and hot dogs. And she said, "And sucky uppies." And I, I didn't know if it was a typo. And I was trying to figure out what is she talking about. What is What is a sucky uppy? And so I finally asked her. I said, "Sucky uppies." She said, "Yes, spaghetti for the kids. That's what the girls call it." <laughs> Sucky uppies. Wow. Okay, because if it's hanging out of your mouth, suck you suck it up. Oh. Suck it up. oh, sucky uppies, right, Ashley? Wow. That's all right, I like it. So, right, what are you. sucky downies then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an extra twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This you want says- a sucky downy with that? Christina said, uh, my son called all UPS trucks the bubble wrap truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> the packages yeah, you get a lot yeah. of times will have the uh, the padding inside of it. Uh, Angie Sallow says, my daughter calls hard taco shells crunchy buns. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we will ever call them something else. That's what I love yeah, when, it, yeah. when it, yeah. sticks. it sticks. Uh, Emma Williams said, when my now nine-year-old son was little, he always called bras booby pants. <laughs> <laughs> Booby pants. All right, that's my new one. Yeah, bras become booby pants. She said, walking through the underwear section of shops with him was always a fun experience with him yelling it at the top of his voice as it will make him laugh. Booby pants, mom. There was. It was. That's great. I forget where we were. It was a department store, but I. It, it's um, maybe it was Boscombs. But I was looking at this little boy who had wandered into the, uh, I was with my wife and she was shopping for stuff, wandered into the bra section. And you could just see him trying to figure out 
what are well, these? Because yeah, they're, they're like, all hanging, and it's like, what What could possibly, what could this be used for? It just made no sense. Yeah, and once uh, yeah. they fit, like, when you, they're at the age where right. they're just so curious, they're like, I, I want to figure <laughs> out what this is. There's a lot of them <laughs> in different sizes. Here's a good one. It says, uh, um, my nephew used to think the Empire State Building was the entire state Eight building. building. <laughs> Everyone gets to use it. Uh, this one says, my kid calls throwing up flame cough. Yeah. Oh. Now, how about this one? This, we know somebody who is this, who is exactly this thing. This guy says, my wife still calls it Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah. Absolutely. Valentine's Day. Blew up on Blabbermouth. Yeah. I saw a video the other day of this girl saying the Vampire State, uh, State Building, which I thought was hilarious. It was, you know, it was oh, one it's, of it's, those. It's, I think it's America's Funniest Home Videos, was it? It might have been. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't watch it. I, Van- I saw it on the, um, yeah. the internet. The but... Vampire State Building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a common one. It says, I have five-year-old twin grandsons that say yesterday night instead of last night. <laughs> I think I remember hearing that. Yesterday night. Casey, it's like the verses. Thing. I know, yeah. Who are we versing today? Yeah, who are we versing? <laughs> uh, and I think all kids say that. Yeah. Um, That's adorable. You're yeah. adorable. Oh, I can't say this one. Why? Because uh, it's a curse word. Oh. Uh, <laughs> see. Uh, yeah, it's the C word for marshmallows. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of bra ones coming in. It says, my youngest one just called bras just boobs. <laughs> uh, okay, let me go to, let me see. We'll go to some other calls. Uh, I have, um, yeah, this one sounds different. I'll go to Keith. Hey, Keith, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, good morning Ed. Ed. I, I, he cracks me up every time. What's up, Keith? My little brother, when we were growing up, used to call trucks spanky cars. Spanky cars? Yeah. Any idea where he got that from? I have no idea, and we would always hear it in traffic. Wow. Spanky cars. Okay. I can't even figure that one out. For some reason, it it made sense to him. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let me go to Morella. Hey, Morella, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I listen to you guys every morning. Oh, we love that. Thank you. Um. So when I was little, we always took vacations up to Knoebel, that's oh. the theme park yeah. in PA. Yeah. And um, my older brother, I was a really rowdy little kid, and my older brother used to point at the chipmunks and say, look, Marilla, look at the little Knoebels. <laughs> so I went until the fifth grade believing that chipmunks were called Knoebels. <laughs> I only referred to them as Knoebels. It wasn't your fault. You got set up there, yeah. But I, Knobles is kind of cute, I, I, and I could see that. You know, they the little furry Knobles, <laughs> and you're just associated. That's great. That's awesome. And then, when how embarrassed were you when you found out? I actually had to do a project. Like you got an animal in class that you had to write a book report on. Uh huh. And I got a chipmunk, oh. and I sat there and I was like, "Wait, aren't these Knobles?" <laughs> <laughs> so who oh, broke the news to you did you find you you figured it out on your own or uh did someone finally cl- clarify the Knobel chipmunk dilemma i figured it out on my own when i got home and my parents were like oh darn it <laughs> somebody broke it they yeah they were setting you up man they All right. still call it Knobel to me now. <laughs> i love it. that's great thanks uh here's texas my daughter calls the uh ice hockey player bench the waiting station. <laughs> <laughs> well. All the players are sitting on the waiting station. I like that. 
Uh, here's some other uh, tweets that Marissa just brought in. Uh, Meg T says, my son used to think the limerick plant was the cloud factory. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I think we used to actually tell. Well, no, you know what? Caroline used to call those because we could. We, they're very close to where we live, and you can see them pretty much any time you get out on the road. Uh, she would call them the volcanoes. Volcanoes. Yeah, the volcanoes. <laughs> uh, let's see. John said that uh, his kids used to call uh, Parmesan cheese shaky cheese. Because <laughs> you have to shake it out of the end. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? We used to call um, mustard uh, squirt mustard, right? So, okay. So the Goldens was just, uh, was Goldens, and then the yellow, uh, because... The Goldens, when we had that, you it, it didn't come in a squirt bottle, or at least the ones we got, you used to have to spread that with a knife. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that the yellow mustard growing up in my house was always called squirt mustard. Squirt mustard. Squirt yeah. mustard. Okay, I gotcha. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tara said, my four-year-old calls eggplant scary potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call it that, too. It looks a little ominous. <laughs> like, I can see that. That's funny. Uh, let's see. I have uh, Tina. Hello there, Tina. Hi, how are you, Gadzooks? Gadzooks. All right, Tina, what do you want to add to this discussion? <laughs> My daughter um, refers to the back of her knee as her leg pit. That's genius. <laughs> yeah, it, that pit. makes perfect sense. Yeah. The armpit, the leg pit. <laughs> of <Right>? course. <laughs> yes. It sort of right. looks the same, yeah. too. I, you know what? That is a hard spot on the body to to identify with words. I call it the back of the knee. It's always yeah, the back the of the knee. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the hymen. knee. But I like the leg hymen. pit. My leg pit. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. What was that? The hymen, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> the hymen. That's wrong. Uh, let's see. My son used to call... Uh, no, I didn't say that. It sounded too... It was close. Captain Crunch. Crap and cunt. <laughs> Cunch. <laughs> Crunch. 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 Crap and... You were Crunch. trying to show Casey that you didn't say it. I didn't. I, I said punch. Not yeah, the second I time. I know. There was, there was no T. There's no T. There was no hard C-H. Would you leave the man alone? He's trying to describe a cereal that appeals to perverts. We'll see if uh, Chuck got that Crap. last one. <laughs> don't do it. Crunch. <laughs> I don't know what's making that on the air. But I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed working with you guys. <laughs> We're, We're, We're fine. Yeah. Everyone's fine We're here. Oh, my God, this cereal is so sweaty. (laughs) Uh, Wait, who just snorted? That was That was you? (laughs) Why is all these curly hairs in the cereal? Oh, my God. Oh, that's (laughs) crapping. Yep. I don't know why. It just got me, Pat. <laughs> Here's one that says, uh, my daughter, instead of saying deja vu, would say day by Jew. <laughs> <laughs> day by... I, I think I've experienced this before with you, Moish. Day by Jew. Uh, Marissa. Day by Jew. My uh, friend's niece just started calling charcuterie, charcuterie boards... Shake your booty boards. Shake your booty boards. <laughs> so now they're always known as shake your booty boards. Oh, yes. I like that. But on a, on a tangent here, charcuterie boards have become all the rage now. Have yeah. you seen yeah. that, sure. that people th- that doing them at home? My my niece has gotten into doing them. It's, it's actually an set art up like, form. Yeah. 
I've been doing them since I was a kid. I, we've just always, yeah, we've always, always made those. In fact, sometimes I'll have that instead of dinner. You know, we'll make that as dinner. It is but, dinner. But yeah. Yes, now, now they're they're presenting them yeah. and yeah. making them look visually amazing. What so, sucks yeah. is my wife is doing it for me for um, Eagles game day, and they have not won a game with her amazing shark. So I so I, knock it off. I'm like, you knock it off. I can't yeah. do it. Take that crap out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one says, my daughter calls polka dots coca dots, <laughs> and fire hydrants are hydro fire. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Hydro fireman. And instead of whistling to call the dog, she says feet feet. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, let's see. My four-year-old daughter calls a dinosaur a dinosaur. Uh, and we this one says we passed by Planet Fitness a while back, and my son in the backseat says, Oh, ma- look, Mommy, a thumb store. <laughs> uh, the logo has a thumbs up on it. Oh, yes. oh. Yeah, it's the thumb stores. They thought they were selling them. Uh, let me see. We got to wrap it up, Case. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. All right. Uh, let me go to. Do another Captain Crunch one. <laughs> let me go to Ken. Hey, Ken, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's have, up, man? I have a couple of quick ones for you. My, yeah. my grandkids call when your hair is messed up and you get up in the morning, they call it wake up hair. <laughs> wake up hair. That's yeah. okay. That it's makes sense. Yes. Yep. Instead of bedhead, yeah. And as a kid, my, my son always called the Empire State Building the Vampire State Building. The Vampire State, State Building. building. That's, yep. that's good. So that's another one. I like that. And in order to keep his kids from from going out when the musical truck goes by with all the cold delights in it in the afternoons, my, my brother-in-law used to call it Mr. Sausage. <laughs> Mr. And told him that it was just Mr. Sausage. Oh, Mr. Sausage. I, I like that. It. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Let's see. My oldest used to call cupcakes butt cakes <laughs> uh, when he was two. No idea where he got it from. He yelled it all around the grocery store. Uh, let's see. My son often confuses uh, often confuses adults who aren't around him a whole he- heck of a lot with requests for fresh pies. He wanted French fries, but he would call it fresh pies. Fresh pies. Uh, uh, my oldest son calls Salisbury steak salad berry steak. <laughs> I like That's that. a tough one. Salisbury is tough for a lot of people to say, even adults. Oh, here's another one, uh, like uh, the, the the leg pit. It says, my daughter didn't know the word for knees yet, so she described them quite accurately with leg knuckles. Yeah. I like that. Leg knuckles. Our friend says that uh, her son calls calamari Kalahari, like the resort. Mm-hmm. Those are difficult yeah. words. So that's what they just, uh, or they refer to it as Kalahari now. Yeah. Uh, I used to call colloquialisms goobies. Goobies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will go to Brian. Brian, good morning. <laughs> that is a, a Nell impression. We need that. That's perfect. What's up, Brian? So uh, my friend, my best friend Keith, he has two kids. This is probably about, uh, I don't know, about eight years ago. So they were probably about two and three. And I had an ex-girlfriend. Her name was Brittany. And she always used to carry a huge purse. So they couldn't say Brittany. So they called her Bertney. <laughs> and for her... Um, her purse, they called it a book purse because it looked like a book bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from from here on out, she's still on my phone as Bertie with her book purse. And that's what everyone calls <laughs> you never want to let it go. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. Like, Nick in my phone is Thanks, Nick Brian. McWhat the F because I, I, now it's just adorable. Yep. And I was the one that made it up. All right. It's a fun article. I'm sure we're going to post something on social. Marissa probably already has enough people who can contribute those mispronunciations or just made up words that kids would use for everyday items or you know events or whatever people 
Uh, but I, I think the winner uh, was uh, booby pants. Yeah. Booby pants. Uh, for bras. They're I ingenious. That. Yep. That's ingenious. I agree. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, secret text word chance for you to uh, win a copy of The Goonies. And that is, is that digital download, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. All right, so text word secret to 39333. Get a winner in a little while. We'll be right back. WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. Let's see. Don't forget, we have a secret text word chance for you to win a digital download of Goonies, which you can own now on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. So text word secret to 39333. We're going to send a word back to you, and we'll ask you to call in with that a little bit later on, and we will give you that prize. Uh, I saw a very interesting article this morning from Mental Floss. Um, and at first I was like, eh, whatever, it's just kind of throwaway. But then I started reading some of the stories, and I thought this was very, very interesting. Is this about the sitcom themes? It's surprising stories behind TV show theme songs. Right. Oh. And some of them have, you know, the origins and, and uh, the ideas. And I thought it would be kind of interesting to peruse these a little bit because these are, these are classics. These are ones that everybody knows. I read one recently, Preston, so uh, stop me if uh, this is on the list. But uh, is the office discussed at all? No. All right. So um, <clears throat> there was a Family Guy episode last year where uh, they played this song and had fun with a, a song called Thunder Island. It's Yacht Rock. Jay Ferguson wrote it, and it's, it's silly yeah. and fun. They're and, and on Thunder Island. It's great, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just an uplifting, happy song. That guy wrote the theme to The Office with huh. the, just the piano intro and the, the, the music that goes along sort with of, it. It's sort of Zydeco sounding a little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. you'd recognize right, it instantly yeah, yeah. when you hear it. And it's just one of those things where you're like, Wait, the guy that did Thunder Island also did the theme to The Office? But it's a weird confluence of, and we've talked many times about Alan Thicke and the stuff that he's written over the years. Yeah, this music is Jay Ferguson. Okay. The, yeah, do you remember Thunder Island? I do. Yep. I know that, and it, I don't know if it's on your list, but the theme to Growing Pains comes from an early... Nazi song. No, it does not. That it was, I think it was pre Nuremberg rally. And then they. Oh, God damn it. That's uh, that's That's not not Growing Pains. That's not Not Growing growing Pains. pains. What are we looking for? Oh, this is. This is Growing Pains. Here we go. Show me that smile. Okay. So replace smile with Aryan Nation. Okay. (laughs) And then you got it. Show me that Aryan Nation again. You're right. Now it's all coming now it's coming together. Yeah, I got you, and that's yeah. All right, so I don't know if that's true. It might be in the article. It might be. No, it's not in the article. But uh, the Sopranos is uh, the song. Woke up this morning. That became a, a bit of a hit. It did. So in uh, here's the story behind that. In 1990, a British woman named Sarah Thornton was sentenced to life in prison for murdering her abusive husband. The case caught the attention of Bob Sprague, also known as Larry Love, who penned a song about that ordeal for his band. The name of the band was Alabama 3. The song was Woke Up This Morning, which is the theme to The Sopranos, uh, which eventually fell upon the ears of the creator, David Chase. So the song already existed. I didn't know that. Uh, it wasn't written for this the This is show. a hell of a list now. Uh, with bluesy overtones and lyrics like "You woke up this morning, got yourself a gun." Yeah, the track was the ideal theme for Tony Soprano and his gun-toting goons. And HBO reportedly offered the band forty thousand dollars to use it for the series. Oh. 
Alabama 3 agreed, but the irony of the song's origin wasn't lost on its members. Uh, Sprague had told The Guardian it was meant to be about female empowerment, and it ends up becoming a gangster anthem. So uh, they sold it flat out because if they sold all the rights, they lost a ton of cash. Mm. I, I don't know if they, they lost the rights, but they probably got forty grand for them to get the permission to use it for the show. I think this and is they one probably of the, got royalties off the plays. The great use, then, if it's not written for the show, but one of the great, uh, the opening sequence, the whole thing, I just, it, it's, it's yeah. burned into yeah. my mind. I, I loved the series when it was on. So right. it's about a woman, actually, who murdered huh. her abusive okay. husband. That's what the song's about. What other what, um, shows have as their theme song, like an, it's just another song. Well, Bosom Buddies, uh, yes, and yeah. so the Golden Girls. Also, yes. um, a friend. Party of Five had that. I think it was the Bodines had that song. Uh, yes, is that right? And uh, uh, yes. Dawson's Creek was another one, right? Paula <laughs> Cole. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was just a. Uh, I don't think she wrote that. It was just somebody going for the show. Why do you watch that horrible show? Marissa. It took me years to realize the Entourage theme was a real song. Oh, yeah. It's Perry Farrell. Yeah, I had no okay. idea. Okay. What I'd song is it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's, uh, oh, no. It's from uh, that stop from uh, Jane's Addiction. There it is. Yeah. Is this it? Yep. Yeah. Is this stop? No. no, no. Is this Pir- Jane's Addiction or Porno for Pyros? I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch Entourage. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But no, this isn't Stop. I thought it was Stop. Uh, see if it's got the information. <clears> there, Jane's Nick. Addiction. Uh, it is uh, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Does it say what the name of the song Superhero. is? Superhero. Yeah. Superhero. Yeah. It existed before. Right. Well, let me get to this. Uh, let me get to the rest Please. of this, uh, yeah. this list. So here's one of the all-time greats. Friends, I'll be there for you. Right. You came a hit from the Rembrandts. Yep, and um, I remember the Rembrandts before that. They had a song called uh, "That's Just the Way It Is, Baby." I used their CD case to clean my windshield one time. <laughs> um, which, by the way, it's just the way it is, baby, is a great song. It was a hit for them. That, but that's just the, the way, way it is, baby. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good song. <laughs> so when uh, Friends producer Kevin S. Bright sent the pilot episode to the Rembrandts, Danny Wilde and Phil Solemn. Uh, it's placeholder theme song, one that they had before this, but just for the time being before mm-hmm. it went on air, was It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M., huh. uh, which he was hoping that they could emulate if they took the gig, that, they, that the Rembrandts could do something similar to that. Uh, they did take the gig, but the band itself didn't actually come up with the sitcom's still ubiquitous theme song. Friends co-creator Marta Kaufman's husband, Michael Skloff, had composed it with lyrical help from Ailey Wills, who actually co-wrote the Earth, Wind & Fire hit September. Great Love song. Love that song. So the Rembrandts, uh, apparently they said, uh, according to Solemn, he said they Rembrandtified it. <laughs> so you're saying that the theme for Friends is addressing Earth, Wind & Fire. That's it, exactly. No, but the Rembrandts didn't write it, they performed it. And the show's producers surprised him. So, so they, 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 uh, they recorded the song... But the producers surprised them by adding their the, own finishing touch. Oh, the, the claps. claps. No way. The producers did that. It was not the band. So the Rembrandts were just almost spectators to this whole thing. <laughs> and they didn't write it. Appar- they didn't come up with the claps. Apparently it took them uh, more than a few week uh, takes to get the uh, the claps just right. Friends premiered about a week after they wrapped. Well, we, we can do let, can, let, can we do it? Can play the theme. Okay. I think we can all sync up. I don't know why it took them so long to do it. Just wait a minute and a half. 
Right, we're doing this live. Here we go. You did an extra. You did five. God damn it, Cass. Uh, you get that? Uh, Wait, is it four or five? It's four. Yeah, I thought it was five as well. We're really doing this. Yes. That's it. What took Somebody us? went early. It but was Nick. Sorry. Uh, can we do that again, guys? I thought, right. I, was do, I thought I was going to do five again. <laughs> the, the woman is slowing you down. No, I wasn't. No, no I got it that it time. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. I didn't know that it was written for the show. Yeah. But it did become a hit. Here we go. No. You're a dick. What? Oh, was that me this time? Damn it. You son of a bitch. You threw me off so much, I didn't clap at all. Wait, play it back. You can hear something. Uh, Who did that? When, when, that uh, when, before Kathy was on board, we had a, a cast member, Gina Crash, yes. and she could not do that to no. save her no. life. Like she really? broke her wrist. She, could, <laughs> she, she couldn't get the timing right on oh, it. Oh, man. Anyhow, so the um, uh, Friends premiered about a week after they wrapped, and the Rembrandts returned their focus to their forthcoming uh, album uh, called LP, but after a Nashville radio program director named Charlie Quinn played a looped version of the 45-second theme song, it became clear that the public wanted more. Uh, he said it got crazy requests, the phone lines started blowing up, and all the sister stations started playing it, and it went national. Um, it was uh, LP, the album was completely done, but their label insisted they record a longer edition of the Friends theme and add it to the end of the album. So at first it was just that tiny little I remember that. intro. Yeah. yeah. But they expanded it and made it a full-length song. It was so huge at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. everything, like, the Friends were on the cover of every Entertainment Weekly and People and whatever. And You remember it took a while to build into that, though. So It was right. on for a little bit, and when then, it, hit, and then it, it became yeah. the focal point for that 90s generation. So the band wasn't really thrilled that they were asked to do that, you know, because it seemed kind of cheap. Right. Uh, but they eventually came to appreciate the song's success. He said it didn't really fit, but it helped sell that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they had a tremendous amount of success. And it kept them from eating government cheese for a decade. Mm-hmm. All right. Gilligan's Island. Yes. The Ballad of Gilligan's Isle. So the interesting story behind this, I had no idea that John Williams was involved in this. So years before John Williams came to claim for composing Star Wars yeah. and everything else that he did. Legendary composer. He came up with a Calypso intro for Gilligan's Island, written and performed by the show's producer, Sherwood Schwartz. Not only did the song sound completely different from the one we're familiar with today, but the lyrics tell a slightly different story as well. The professor is just a high school teacher. Ginger and Marianne were two secretaries, and the passengers take a six-hour ride instead of a three-hour tour. Well, that explains why they have steamer trunks full of luggage. Well, by the time the show premiered, though, it, it changed. Schwartz had scrapped the song for The Ballad of Gilligan's Isle, which he composed with George Wiley and booked folk singers, the Wellingtons, who we hear here singing, uh, to perform. Schwartz wasn't quite done tweaking the tune, though. In the version that aired during season one of Gilligan's Island, the list of passengers ends with the movie star and the rest, right. omitting both the professor and Marianne. According to MeTV, this was because Tina Louise, Ginger, her contract mandated that her name come last in the credits. Wow. That's why they left the two of them out. 
So for season two, it was actually Bob Denver that stepped in, who played Gilligan, of course, and he told the producers that unless they worked in those two castaways into the opening credits, he'd like his name to get bumped to the end of the credits in solidarity with him. And since Denver was the top-billed cast member, they agreed to do it. So the professor, he said, the professor and I still send each other little notes saying, love the rest, according or Dawn Wells had said that on today in 1994. There was another, so there was a cast member, another a, a woman who was traded out early in the beginning of Gilligan's Island. I think they either brought on Marianne or Tina Louise. I forget how the legend and lore goes, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was just seemed kind of dismissive. And the rest, and so a couple of losers, you know, they just tagged but it was because of, of her contract, yeah. because of Tina Louise's contract. I never knew that story till this morning. By the way, Jerry Van Dyke was initially offered the role as Bob Denver. Can you see if who the, the there was a, a different actress, Nick, that was part of the original cast who who didn't make it to the full series run? Yeah, and actually, uh, Gilligan, uh, it, he had been Maynard G. Krebs on a show, um, Dobie Gillis. Gillis. Dobie Gillis, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up, Steve. Okay. Uh, All right, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Of course, we know that one very, very well. Now this is a story. Uh, When NBC gave Andy Berowitz the green light for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he already knew that he wanted the theme song to tell the story of how Will Smith's uh, character ended up in Bel-Air. And he said, I was like, we're basically doing the hip-hop Beverly Hillbillies here. Let's not run away from that. Let's just go for it. So that's why kind of the storytelling song like they did with the Beverly Hillbillies. I think it's a smart move, too, at least in the first season of a show so that people can immediately get a thumbnail sketch of what it's about. Yeah. They should have taken this approach with The Sopranos. (laughs) Um, So he told Entertainment Weekly it was near the end of the pilot season and Barowitz didn't have much time to deliver an episode to the network. Luckily... Smith didn't need much time to write the now iconic bars. Uh, according to him, he said, uh, we literally went into the studio, made the theme song, about 15 minutes. Oh, no my way. God. Yep. There's the Prince of Bel-Air. DJ Jazzy Jeff, the other half of Smith's hip-hop duo, told Entertainment Weekly, I ended up just going in and programming some music, and he wrote something and laid it down. I did a rough mix, sent it in. About three weeks, oh it was on NBC. <laughs> in, the, wow. in the opening credits, who's playing the ante? I don't know. Oh. I think it might be somebody who, maybe the same person from uh, Parents Just Don't Understand, that video, because there were yeah. there were a few goofy characters in that video, right, remember, right. which is very similar to this with the graffiti and stuff right. in, yeah. in, uh, in the opening of this. It, she might have been in the same video. Okay. Um, I'm not sure from Parents Just Don't Understand. Uh, Marissa found a missing verse from that song. I, it's not a joke, or at least I don't think it's a joke. From, uh, from Prince Bel-Air? Yeah, so that apparently you know there's what? a... Yeah. yeah, I did read that there was supposed to be more to that. Here we go. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. I said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel-Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the wow. house was in pressure and dice cool. in the mirror. Like I guess they had to... They had to cut it shorter. The I saw him do that live at uh, Live 8. You remember that show? <laughs> oh, uh, what was that like? It, it was fantastic. Yeah. Everybody in the audience was singing along. They Everybody knows know. the words to it. And it's, you know, Philly's hometown hero and Will Smith doing it in front of a Philly crowd. It was really cool. There's another lyric, apparently, where he mentions MMR, Preston. Yeah. <laughs> there is? No, I missed it. Uh, okay, so here's another iconic 
TV show theme song and the story behind it, The Andy Griffith Show. The song actually has a title other than just The Andy Griffith Show. It's called The Fishing Hole. The Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Sorry, Griffith Show. Andy Griffith. Now, actually, With the Ronnie first person um, I heard also that they tried to get John to record this couldn't actually whistle. And uh, it was... It was a uh, it was a beakless rooster. <laughs> uh, it's just not going to work. They call it the fishing hole because in the beginning they're they're heading off fishing. fishing poles yeah. and, and they're they're heading out father son do a little fishing. Uh, compose- the original title was I like holes. And they thought that was too, too suggestive. What's this show about? Uh, it's a sheriff who really well you forget it. Uh, Comperl, uh composer Earl Hagen, not Comperl. <laughs> Oh, that's what his friends called him. Comperl. That guy's a composer and his name's Earl. That guy's good. He wrote a fishing hole song. Get Comperl on the phone. That's Comperl. Comperl! We're going fishing! Do you remember the time? Wait, why Wait. did we have it slowed down one time? Do you uh, remember okay, that? so was, somebody oh, it was when died. Andy Griffith died. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's I, right. I made some. <laughs> and then we wanted to do yeah. something a little more morose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A little yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, the Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show. Starring Andy Griffith. Okay. And Comperl. Um, so, composer, Comperl Earl Hagen, uh, who was also behind the themes for The Dick Van Dyke Show and That Girl, uh, didn't have an easy time dreaming up a simple song for The Andy Griffith Show until he realized just how simple it should be. He said, one morning I got up after beating our brains out for a couple of months, and I thought uh, that this thing ought to be simple enough to whistle. And it took me about 10 minutes to write it. Wow. These guys, once they get an idea, they just it bang just goes, it out. It just goes, yeah. Um, yeah. He said he had presented it to producer Sheldon Leonard, who immediately suggested filming Andy Griffith and Ron Howard ambling lakeside with fishing poles while the song played. And I'm guessing that lake that they're walking to is some sort of pond on the set of whatever studio they were shooting for. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hagen himself whistled on the track. He oh. said, I had never whistled before in my life and never since. And the bitch was, he had just come for, as a judge, he had just judged a cracker contest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. And so, a cracker tasting contest. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> salty it was um, just horrible <laughs> confluence of events. <laughs> I find this hard to believe he had never whistled before in his life. No, he's a liar, and that's why he was drummed out of the business. (laughs) Though the fishing hole was instrumental in the show, actor Everett Sloan, who guest starred as farmer Jubal Foster in a season two episode, later wrote lyrics for it. I Griffith sang them for the 1961 album songs, uh, the 61 album called Songs, Themes, and Laughs from the Andy Griffith Show. Marissa, see if you can find Andy Griffith singing the lyrics to the theme song. Griffith actually had a, a number of albums. He, he was a talented, uh, he was musician. A talented musician. Yeah, he yeah. played guitar and sing and... Uh, his, his old stand-up stuff was fun. It was, you know, it was down-homey. Of and, course. You know? And then he talked about uh, progressive sort of Eurosex stuff going on at the time. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, you know, them Germans, they, they like some crazy stuff. When when I, when my first radio job was in a town called Salem, Missouri, middle of nowhere, and there, there was a group that used to appear on the Andy Griffith Show called the Darlings. I remember the Darlings. And they also used to appear on... Um, Hee Haw? No, not Hee Haw, but uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. 
Uh, they did a crossover. Right, today. yeah. And they were from Salem, Missouri. And were their, they? Their name, I think their real name were the Dillons. Yeah. And uh, so they were like our local celebrities because one of them still lived in town. They were sort of they the Nine Inch Nails of their time. They were the Nine Inch Nails of bluegrass. Now, yeah. they, were, they were bluegrass and they were, you know, really good bluegrass musicians are incredibly talented. Yes. And that was that was their deal. But so that was my kind of brush <laughs> with yokel fame. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh. While Marissa's looking for that, and we'll circle back, the Batman theme song. Neil Hefty, right? Got the story behind this. Yeah, Neil Hefty wrote it. Batman's theme song has been covered so often in the last half century that younger fans might not even know where it originated. Uh, the year was 1966. The show was the animated series Batman. And the musical genius, was Steve said, was Neil Hefty. In a 2006 interview, Hefty admitted that he had struggled to develop a tune that was outrageous as the show itself. And he didn't have high hopes for his uh, pitch to producers. He said, I had to sing it and play it on the piano. He said, first, I'm no singer and I'm no pianist. Uh, he said, my first thought was that they were going to throw me out very quickly. But as soon as, but as I was going through it, I heard them both reacting with statements like, oh, that's kicky. That's kicky. Uh, that would be good in the car chase. Uh, Hefty eventually used eight singers. To bring the Batman chorus to life, but he suggested cutting two different tracks in case producer William Dozier preferred a purely instrumental intro. God, when uh, I see this, so this is this was my entree into my lifelong adoration of Batman. Uh, though Dozier, you like Batman? what's that? A little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, though Dozier chose the vocal version, Batman star Adam West later propagated the myth that instruments, not voices, were behind the Batman bit. I said, old pals would uh, call to congratulate me and also to ask, are those horns or voices saying Batman during your theme song? And he wrote in his biography, uh, they were horns. Uh, since the single word did technically qualify as lyrics, Hefty was credited as both songwriter and composer. Uh, one of the choir members on the recording session wrote on his part, uh, word and music by Neil Hefty. Uh, he had said so. Word, he got, word and music. He got a couple yeah. of. Is it uh, still used in some form? The only as just sort of fun acknowledgement of the past, but I mean that op- the animated opening of that series and that poster. I, I, as I've said on air before, I begged my mother to put let me put that poster near the TV so Batman knew I was watching when it. <laughs> and apparently he did. Steve and, over three seasons. It was only on for three seasons. Yeah. How many episodes do you think? I'm gonna say at those times they do like uh, let's go with uh, ninety, hundred and twenty, hundred twenty, yeah, wow. forty, 40 yeah. episodes, In three seasons, yeah. 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 Season. Yeah, 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 that's the way they used to do it wow. back then. Yeah. All right, we have the Andy Griffith uh, theme song of him singing along with it. So hang on a second, let me back this up and see what we get. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not. Get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones, and mighty fine for skipping stones. You feel fresh as a lemonade, setting in the shade. Whether it's hot, whether it's cool, oh, what a spot for whistling like a fool. Day to take a stroll and wander by the vision hole. I can think of a better way to pass the time of day. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a wedding song. Got a jazzy. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. Uh, let me see. I think I have two more. Yeah, two more. Uh, Sesame Street. The name of the song is Sunny Days. 
beautiful song. Uh, when it came to the opening song, creator John Stone loved Joe uh, Raposo's composition just as much as he hated Bruce Hart's lyrics. Uh, and he hated he, the lyrics to the song? Yeah, and he didn't downplay either emotion. According to Michael Davis's book, Street Gang, The Complete History of Sesame Street, Stone called uh, Raposo's music just plain brilliant. Uh, commending how it was melodic and easy enough for a child to recognize and even sing along to, but still had a musical sophistication to it. Though it was Stone's idea to center the song around the line, Can You Tell Me How to Get to Sesame Street? He thought the rest of Hart's platitudinousness, kitty show lyrics, oh, come on. were trite and thoughtless. Oh, I mean, of course there's going to be platitudes in a song that is, that's geared at four-year-olds. Not even, like infants. What was he looking for? He said, I don't know, Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah, <laughs> he right. Said, he said, I kept thinking that in a you week... You can't get to Sesame Street if you can't, don't eat your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I kept thinking that in a week or so, I'd get around to getting rid of such hackneyed phrases as it's a magic carpet ride. But I never did. And once it aired, there was no way to go back and make repairs. Crime and strife on the street. (laughs) Nowhere to turn. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street so I can feel the burn? Uh, Okay, you like that, Billy? Uh, he called the whole work a musical masterpiece and lyrical embarrassment. Well, well oh that is God, too that... damn harsh. Well, a terrible. Would you really call it? Is it music-wise? It's sweet. It's bouncy. He's treating it like it's Beethoven. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think if you push one of the buttons on like a a a, 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 a synthesizer, yeah. it'll play that automatically. It's yeah. a song for babies. Yeah. And I don't know about the show, but at least at Sesame Place, the amusement park, they still play it. Oh, they have to. And don't kids, they light up when they hear it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun song. Except Uh, this jerk off. They eventually (laughs) did, uh, they had the harmonica play along with it. There was an instrumental version. That might have been at the end. There was a really, really famous harmonica player. I've forgotten his name. Uh, Toots, I think, was his name. Oh, really? Yeah. Toots, Toots Mayhorn? Um, Nick, can you look it up? I can, yeah. This guy, Joe Raposo, by the way, wrote two uh, staples from Sesame Street. He wrote Being Green, It's Uneasy Being Green, and C is for Cookie. Oh, wow. Well, Cookie Monster, yeah. So um, Joe Raposo had um, hits within the Sesame Street world as well. It's not easy being, being green. green. Being the color of snot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful song. Um, so that is. They had some really great people attached to that stuff. I'm just, I'm just stunned that the the guy was that irate Seriously? about the simple, <laughs> sweet lyrics yeah. to the song. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, Toots Thielmans. Okay. So name. Toots, Toots isn't the one that isn't he the one who plays the harmonica on the Billy Joel song? Yes. Uh, which oh. what song was that? Uh, did... The Stranger. Is that how it goes? No, yeah. no, 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 no. The Harmonica Man. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. Um, <laughs> What the hell is it? I can hear it in my head. Yeah, I, I keep seeing, it's not dream a little dream, but it's, it's something like, oh. Yeah, Steve, it's it's a text messages. Please help us. Help us. Or, or, you know, look him up on Wikipedia. I got you. And uh, look up his. Look under um, toots and see what comes up. Hang on a second here. Looking Leave for Mr. Goodbar. 1980s and later. Hang on a second here. Um, Leave a tender moment. Okay. Yeah. Kathy, you've won uh, the I... Scorpion King. <laughs> he actually played on a bunch of famous stuff. He's uh, he was just a uh, he was one of the great harmonica players. Wow, he performed Jaco Pastorius. Wow, okay. Uh, appeared on the Julian Lennon song "Too Late for Goodbyes." Oh. Much too late for goodbyes. Yeah. Remember like that? that song, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, leave a tender moment alone. So he did a lot of stuff. Uh, he worked with a lot of famous people. Anyway, we're moving on to the final one here that I have on this list of uh, stories behind uh, TV show theme songs. Well, this is better than I thought it was going to be. I told you, it was yeah, solid. Yeah. This is from Metal Floss, by the way. There were a few that I left out of here, but um, these like were the sixty minutes theme. These were the biggies. No, there were a couple that I, I was just like, I, I, I never, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> sixty show. minutes theme. It's a clock. Tick, 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 tick. Uh, there was uh, the Proud Family. Um, no, no, nope. and a couple of current ones that aren't quite as iconic as these. So. Uh, this one's for Nick. His all-time favorite show. Cheers. Where everybody knows your name. Uh, in the early 1980s, uh, Gary Portnoy and Judy Hart Angelo were busy mailing cassette tapes featuring songs from their fledgling Broadway show Preppies to potential backers in the entertainment industry. Soon, the musicians were contacted by brothers Glenn and Les Charles, uh, who didn't want to invest in the musical at all. Instead, they wanted to buy its opening number called People Like Us for their upcoming NBC sitcom, Cheers. Huh. Uh, since Preppy's producers wouldn't let them poach it, the Charles Brothers simply commissioned Portnoy and Hart Angelo to pen a similar song for the TV series. So do me a favor, Marissa, if you wouldn't mind, uh, look up the song People Like Us from Preppies and see if we can find that because that would have been the theme song. Of course, the legendary multi-award winning Preppies show. (laughs) Um, So anyhow, uh, they they wrote a song. uh, What they originally wrote centered on Ted Danson's rather amorous character Sam and classic Boston culture. Lyrics included singing the blues when the Red Sox lose. (laughs) It's a crisis in your life. On the run because all your girlfriends want to be your wife. If you, so he was speaking directly to Sam. Right. If you, watch, if you watch Cheers and they don't include the entire theme song, you're not really watching <laughs> Cheers. Because like, they would cut to the chorus sometimes, and I always felt gypped. I, I needed that long, uh, melodic they do piano that intro. intro. Yeah, we, uh, my daughter and I recently watched um, all of the, the show Gravity Falls, and it's got a fun theme song to it, and we would sing along to it. But there were a couple of episodes that were longer than normal, right. so they had to cut it short. I'm like... What the hell? What'd you do? They yeah. do that with the do? Simpsons all the time. Yeah, yeah. so robbed. the Simpsons. Yeah, you'll 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 you know you'll cut from one of the early parts of the theme song to Homer getting you know smashed into the uh, garage door. Mm-hmm. When listening to the Cheers theme song, it it calms me. Like there's there's some the, yeah, it's, it's comforting. It's a really yeah. uplifting. Uh, message. Yeah, John Ratzenberger wasn't even in part of the yeah. list of characters. In no, the it was Tina Lee. It was not Tina. He was like she a guest. Insisted. Yeah. yeah, he was a guest actor on most of the first season. That's yeah. the kind of clout Tina Louise have had off of Gilligan's Island. Preston, she demanded she be in the opening credits for Cheers. So, with the, the, the first set of lyrics I read to you, um, uh, they said they called us back and said we really love that, but uh, but we love our show and think it's going to run forever. So if you could make the verse more universal in nature as opposed to just about Sam. If you could make the crap you wrote a little bit better, that would be great. Portnoy had said the, the duo took their advice and they ended up with Where Everybody Knows Your Name, which Portnoy recorded himself, all six singing parts, all the harmonies on that. That's him mm-hmm. singing. And as probably has lived off that song. Yeah. I mean, because I don't remember Preppies ever breaking big. So we went to Cheers uh, years and years ago when, when my father was still alive. And so when we, we made sure that he was the last person to walk into the bar. By the way, the bar looks nothing like no, the, no, the, the, the it's, TV It's set. much more claustrophobic. But it's just, it's such a great memory that I'll, I'll uh, take forever because yeah. when he walked in, we were all, <laughs> but on the outside, it, yeah. it did look very similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The outside was, you know, that's... Um, what was it called? The the, the 
Bull and Finch, I Bull believe. Bull and Finch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, here oh. is... First, let's go and let's play a little bit of Toots playing on yeah. uh, Billy Joel. It's a great song. This is a great song. Yeah. yeah. It's about a woman who murdered her husband, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was an abusive yeah, husband. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> like, enjoy the murder. Right. Even though I'm in love. Great song. Nice. Um, all right, and then this is what could have been the Cheers theme song. Here we go. People like us never need to be told savoir faire and a tale oh, get God, you no. Don't Perignon, a bay mare from a Rome. This we know from the time when we hide. Thing sucks. Girls wear pearls and a long oh, yeah, It's not bad, it's just... It, I... They're all singing in unison. Maybe they'll split up in the harmonies here. Let me ask you something. Sounds like church. Yeah. Do, yes. Is it that you don't like it because you're so associating the theme? You may with... have come to love it. Exactly. If you heard it all right. the time with a, show with a show that you loved. That you really dug. You right. may have, over time, really appreciated it. There was one of those gimmicky bars in Boston that was called Cheers. Uh, and that recently closed. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but it was it was modeled after the TV show, not the Bull and Finch, but an actual like Cheers style. That was bar. a franchise that yeah. you, you could purchase those. At, at, like they the... would have a Norman Cliff sitting at the end of the bar, right? And, yeah. yeah, and they just closed recently. Which They're is in too airports bad. though, aren't they? they some are, of them? Yeah, I sat at one in the Detroit airport for like six hours because I missed a flight one time. <laughs> I'm like, well, I might as well go to Cheers. Where were you flying to, Nick? I wasn't flying anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love this airport. On, that was a sad story. It was Christmas Eve. Oh, I missed God. the plane. Oh. Oh, oh, I know, there was like all these delays because it was a winter storm. Anyway, back to the theme song. <laughs> that's a Hallmark movie. Uh, You're right. Yeah. Yes. That's with you could play it, Nick. <laughs> Where you uh, you sit there talking to the uh, plast- plastic uh, norm and... <laughs> Hey guys! No. I used to watch your show all the time. And then the uh, the, the the bartender's a really attractive, uh, you know, yeah. uh, single mom. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I love it. Your head is enormous. <laughs> Just want to get home for Christmas. <laughs> May I decorate your head? We don't have a tree. Here. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas head. Back <laughs> Wayne is the Christmas head. <laughs> Come, children. Oh, wow. Gather around the Oh, Christmas my God, head. that's a beautiful... Oh, that's a man. <laughs> Hold still. All right, Steve. This is the last part of this, and this answers all your questions that you had about uh, the theme song and these people. The beloved theme song still generates healthy royalty checks for its creators, but the same can't be said for their ill-fated musical. Preppies debuted off-Broadway to lackluster reviews and shuttered just weeks later. So they were they were going to sort of make it difficult. Now, they fought, obviously, to get their deal. But sometimes, you you know, yeah. you got to leave a tender moment alone. That's right. <laughs> yes, you absolutely do, as Billy Joel had told us. I love the harmonica when played properly. I agree. Not with your ass. No. <laughs> You mean like how, uh, wait, uh, Alanis Morissette <laughs> plays it by shoving the entire thing <laughs> right, in her mouth. Right. And then smiling. <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah. I'm in love. All right, anyhow, I thought that was a pretty interesting list. It's from Mental Floss. If you want to look it up, there's some other titles that are on there. Mental Floss is a great website, by it the is. way. Some it's... really cool time killers uh, are on there. Um, so just thought, 
you might hear like to hear that stuff this morning. All right, uh, we need to take a break, and we need to. Am I getting a winner now? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, just reminding just remind oh. people. All right, we're running out of time for the secret text word. So we have a chance for you to win a uh, digital download of the Goonies. So text the word secret to 39333. However, I do have a $25 gift card uh, to Doc's Irish Pub that I can give to caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and they're here, part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Homegate Kickoff. And you can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President and Steve Show. That will be Marissa this week and Doc's Irish Pub. By the way, by the way, one of the great local restaurants here uh, and involved in the series. Doc's Irish Pub provides a unique and safe atmosphere, abiding by all Pennsylvania COVID regulations. So, caller eighteen, you get that twenty five dollar gift card. We'll come back in a moment. We'll get some beat file stories for you. Stay there. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent, but we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Campout is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, we're going to take another run at Bizarre File Story, so here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. And it is brought to you by hers, game day traditions, even at your home gate. However you're gearing up for the game, make sure that you have Philly's favorite chip, hers, forever good. Two American Airlines passengers were booted from a flight after one allegedly tried sneaking into first class where she actually tried to hide under the other's seat for the duration of the trip. (laughs) There's not a lot of room under those seats. This person got under there. An American Airlines flight scheduled to depart from Dallas to Miami on October 30th. The flight was already delayed due to an incident with a catering truck, the witness claims. And when a woman from coach came into the first class section to speak with a friend, this all went down. The witness alleges that the woman from coach then attempted to crouch down and hide in the footwell of her friend's seat directly underneath the television display. Uh, The passenger said apparently the plan was for this woman's friend to remain there the entire flight as it's something they thought would drive viewers to their YouTube channel. Uh Uh-huh. Flight attendants soon noticed an empty seat in coach where the prankster passenger should have been. Others in her section allegedly told the crew that the woman had walked into first class. Uh, the crew then made an announcement asking the woman to return to her seat, after which she allegedly emerged from her hiding spot, while the rest of the section was said to be crucifying her for causing an additional delay. It was already delayed. So so these weren't just rows of seats. These were like those little pod things in the first class, I would assume, um, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then she tried to return to coach. The captain instead flagged the incident as a security issue, and the plane returned to the gate so passenger, the passengers could be removed from the flight. Uh-huh. 
The witness, however, claims that the woman became incensed upon learning that she was being kicked off and allegedly removed her mask to start screaming that she's being disrespected, did nothing wrong, she paid good money for her ticket, and that she has a child waiting for her at home. This, this is the YouTube person. Yeah, eventually police showed up to drag her off. In the meantime, another passenger in coach started to cuss about a, uh, at a flight attendant because of the delay, and the police had to drag him off as well. Now oh, that's good content. Representative for American Airlines later confirmed an incident which matches up to the witness's description. So a couple of people were kicked off of that flight. A 27-year-old woman filed a case of breach of trust against her husband for hiding the fact that he's bald. <laughs> Why? Wow. She had no indicator that he was bald, huh? Well, here's the deal. The couple live in India. They had an arranged marriage last month. In her complaint, the woman said she was shocked to learn that her husband had been wearing a wig, a fact that had not been revealed to her before the marriage took place. Times of India reports that uh, the woman would not have accepted his proposal if she had known that he was bald. It's false advertising. (laughs) Uh, The police registered the case on Tuesday, and the husband has been asked to surrender to the police. A Florida man caught and killed an alligator that he swears has been tormenting him for months. Corey Capps had seen the gator in a river in his hometown of Blunston, Florida, for three years. But he told CNN that it has stalked him three different times in the last two months. One of these days. Uh, When he spotted it lying on a riverbank on October 12th, he asked a friend with a state-issued gator tag (laughs) to help him hunt down the reptile. That's him! They found it the following day and harpooned the 13-foot-long 1,000-pound gator. So I guess they could legally do it because his buddy had gator tags. Yeah, well, if you have gator tags, you just harpoon away. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's another hunting thing, but this is pretty messed up. A Michigan man who pleaded guilty to numerous wildlife crimes has had his hunting privileges revoked for life and will spend three months in jail. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources announced that Kurt Johnston Duncan was sentenced under a plea agreement after pleading guilty to seven poaching crimes back in September. He pleaded guilty to three counts of illegally harvesting 18 endangered gray wolves. What a scumbag. Three counts of illegal take for the possession of bald eagles and one count of illegal commercialization of a protected species. Officers say the 56-year-old was trapping the wild animals because he could and was using the creatures for crafts and sales or simply disposing of them. Oh, my God. Given his charges, he is also banned from hunting in the 48 states that are members of the Wildlife Violator Compact. So he is... Revoked for life. A man is giving the gift of life uh, to his fiance, but police say criminals saw their plans on social media and targeted them for profit. Uh, Cesar Larea announced on social media that he had donated a kidney to 37-year-old Luis Montanez at Yale New Haven Hospital Tuesday. Investigators say when the suspects heard the news... They used the opportunity to break into the couple's apartment with a screwdriver while the pair were having the surgeries done. Can you imagine that? That's just insanely How low. low. Uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, who was with, uh, was Connecticut's top police officer for 20 years, says the crime is so outrageously insensitive that he plans to tell his colleagues about it on the Senate Judiciary Committee with the hope of stiffening penalties for criminals who use the Internet to target people with disabilities. Uh, the victim's mothers are pressing police to use DNA testing on the blood left behind when the intruder had apparently cut themselves. 
Uh, the suspect stole thousands of dollars worth of the couple's property. That's just just uncool. Subhuman. Yeah. All right, and then one last story, and then we will wrap it up. A man in England is now facing the music after he was caught drunk driving by police, and upon being pulled over, he cried and told them that his girlfriend had begged him for help. And Graham Nelson was let go without issue, and such an infraction would normally mean his license would be taken away. But two weeks later, he appeared before a magistrate and said his girlfriend, who suffered from cystic fibrosis, had since died since he was pulled over. So he was once again believed. But then the clerk in the room noticed photos of the medication he had submitted in support of his claim showed a prescription date several weeks after he had claimed his partner had died. Police then did a wellness check on his girlfriend. She answered the door. Uh, (laughs) You're alive! So Nelson was arrested. It's a miracle! Six months in jail for the perjury charge. Wow, that's pretty (laughs) stiff. And there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file this morning. We're going to take a break. We're also going to get a winner for the secret text word, and I need Kathy to pick the magic number caller. So who's it going to be? 21. All right, caller 21 at 215-263-WMMR. Get on right now, but you need to know the secret text word in order to win. We'll be back in just a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let me see. I know we're going to give stuff away here. Yeah, we're not done giving stuff away. We have more things. But in the meantime, we have our secret text word. We're looking for anybody who might happen to have that. Well, they have to be caller number 21. And they can win. Let's find out if we have that person. It's Tom Who's on the phone line? Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What is our secret text word today, sir? That word would be copper pot. Chester copper pot. You're correct, Tom. I would like you to hold on the line. We'll get all your contact info, and we're going to give you a digital download of the Goonies. You can own it now on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and digital. And uh, we're also going to give it to our random texture who is Ethan Smottish, who is from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Smottish. I'm so, Smottish. Not like everybody says. <laughs> Hang on a line. Uh, right, well, Tom hangs a line, and uh, Smottish we're going to get in touch with. So, uh, Let's see. Today's lesson question prize, a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. These are hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Man, you'd really have to be paying attention. Okay, why not? When it comes to pico de gallo and other taco toppings, who is our inside man at the Pentagon? Oh, wow. You don't even remember that, do you? You said it. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I really liked it this way. (laughs) All right. It's General Who. It's a name that Steve made up. If you get this, it'll be miraculous. Let's go for it. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. And if you don't, then maybe I'll throw another one out there. All right. All right. So which general, when it comes to pico de gallo and other toppings, 
Taco Toppings is our inside man at the Pentagon. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of fall heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee included. Horizonservices.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Toby Maguire's estranged wife, Jennifer Meyer, explaining she finally pulled the plug on their marriage, uh, why she pulled the plug on their marriage four years after they split. Jennifer said, as Spider Man, Toby could do anything a spider can, but as a man, he could not get a boner. Oh, wow. hey! Lori Laughlin admitting she is frightened of her prison environment just days after uh, beginning her sentence. Laughlin says within hours inside, she saw a vicious pinch fight occur over access to the espresso machine. Oh, my. And finally, Zoe Deschanel and Property Brothers star Jonathan Scott are officially engaged after just a year of dating. Deschanel says uh, marrying an identical twin is a bit strange, but says she will enjoy, quote, accidentally banging his brother. Wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood thing. Yeah, nobody called him. Oh, man. Uh, because there's no way people were going to remember General Schmidlap. <laughs> Schmidlap? It was said very quickly, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't think anybody would know that. Uh, All right, so here's another question. Um, so the original theme song from Andy Griffith was uh, The Fishing Hole. Uh, uh, there was a, a composer named Earl wrote the theme, and what did I call him? 215-263-WMMR. A composer named Earl wrote the theme. What did I call him? 215-263-WMMR. And so what are we going to do here? We're, we're going to do music news okay, while, we're, uh, while we're waiting for the, the call-in. So okay. we'll do that and we'll get it on the back. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. There's a character in Gravity Falls called Schmebulock. Schmebulock? Which is kind of close to Schmidlap. <laughs> it sure is. But not quite the same. All right, so... Brought to you by your local Deets and Watts Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. So, Green Day's alleged side project, The Network, have released a new song called We Told You So. Uh, Green Day members, including Billy Joel Armstrong, have denied being associated with The Network. In addition to the new song, the network is getting ready to release their second album, a follow-up to 2003's Money, Money 2020, which will be titled Money, Money 2020 Part 2. We Told You So is the lead release. Now, Enemy reports that Green Day's Armstrong posted a clip of the visuals to his Instagram stories, writing, what in the actual F? While tagging the network in his post, he said, in another video he wrote, uh, the network is not Green Day. He added additional comments, including, I don't know who this is, and we are not the network, as well as this at the network, definitely not Green Day. So he said it several times. This is times. bizarre. And, and I don't so know who if, is it? I don't know if that's him just playing. All right. Uh, Marissa, is this the thing that supposedly Sarah spoke to them about? Yeah. Trey Cool DM'd us a video of it. He just okay. kind of sent it to MMR, and we kind of had a little back and forth. So, huh. I mean, okay. I think they're just having fun. It's very tongue-in-cheek. The All network right. put out a album years ago, and it was called Something Something 2020. So it makes sense if they're putting out new uh Money, Money now. 2020. That, thank you. Yeah. And um, their uh, label uh, just wrote a statement, too, that said, you know, there's this uh, Euro rock band that is not Green Day that's putting out new music. So it should okay. be fun. Okay. Fun side projects. Tongue-in-cheek. 
All right, uh, Slipknot has released a teaser for the 2021 South American installments of its Curated Music Festival, Knotfest, and dates are planned for Brazil, Chile, and Colombia. In other news, percussionist Chris Fenn has dropped his lawsuit against Slipknot. According to Rockfeed, Fenn's attorneys filed notice of voluntary discontinuance with the New York Supreme Court last week. Uh, effectively ending Fenn's case, Fenn had claimed that the band withheld money and funneled it through Slipknot-affiliated businesses set up by band members in different states, so he just dropped it all together. Pearl Jam returns to the top ten of the Billboard album sales chart for the first uh, for the 14th time this week uh, with their MTV Unplugged project. Uh, the album claims the number seven spot thanks to the October 22nd vinyl reissue as well as its first ever release on CD and as a digital download. The seven-song MTV Unplugged album was recorded in 1992, but wasn't released commercially until 2009. It was recorded for an MTV special at the same time. Uh, the MTV Unplugged album was released on vinyl uh, last year for Record Store Day's Black Friday. And then one last thing, the Doobie Brothers are gearing up for their long-awaited induction of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Saturday night festivities, which will be broadcast on HBO, marks the first time the ceremony is taking place virtually. Tom Johnston talked about how he feels about finally entering the hall. He said, it's truly humbling. We're deeply appreciative of the honor. I think it's important to note that so many artists I listened to and admired coming up are in the Rock Hall. People like Little Richard, B.B. King, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, James Brown, Ray Charles, Bob Dylan, The Beatles, Cream, Jimi Hendrix, The Allman Brothers, The Who. He said it just goes on and on. And I'm just scratching the surface here. To think that we are going to be in the company of those artists, it's a little daunting. Golly. Ke- uh, keyboardist Michael McDonald, who had uh, signed up for the band's now postponed 50th anniversary tour, went on to say, We have constantly remembered that without the support of the folks who come out to hear us year after year, I doubt we would have been in the running at all. Uh, so that's this Saturday, by the way, which is very cool. Did you want to play with this for a little bit? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, unzip your pants. Okay. okay. Um, this is not zippers. Hey, it likes you. <laughs> this is not zippers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Devo album, right? This is not zippers. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a mashup, and thank you for reminding me. Uh, Casey, I do want to play with this it. Is off, this is not zippers. This is not zippers. I'm, I'm going to play with it. <laughs> this, this is not zippers. <laughs> He's wearing sweats. <laughs> so this is not zippers. Not zippers. <laughs> this is a mashup of Metallica and Mariah Carey. Uh, so two songs. I'm just going to play them. I'm not going to tell you what they are. We haven't heard it yet. So. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
That's all right. It's yeah. okay. I was yeah. hoping for something more. But, so was I. Yeah. Maybe they'll eventually cover this is not zippers. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> this is not zipper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all I have in music news. We're going to circle back to the lesson question. Oh, boy. I don't think we've ever in the history of the show done the lesson question after music news. Maybe yeah. once. Yeah. Maybe once. Well, yeah. All right. So. <laughs> this is not zipper. Well, well, well. uh, who's the composer? Uh, it was Earl... <laughs> Composer and Earl, and I put those together. Who was it? I'm going to go to, and he did the, the Andy Griffith theme show song. I'm going to go to Matt L. Hey, Matt L. Hey, how you guys doing? Sorry Good. to bother you. No, bud, I need to know, who was the composer? Compearl. Compearl, yes. <laughs> Hang on a second, Matt. We're going to set you up. We have a $50 Caravas Grill gift card. No matter the size of your holiday event, Carava's Italian Grill is here to serve you starting at $34.99. Carava's Family Bundles feature lasagna, spaghetti, chicken parmesan, or salmon separito served uh, four to five people. And they're available through carside carryout and delivery. Carabas Catering serves 10 or more and offers individually packaged meals. You can visit Carabas.com for the complete menu. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll wrap the whole thing up. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And maybe one more thing to give away before we're done. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. And I would just like to thank all of you wonderful people for contributing to the show this morning. Enjoyable. Uh, otherwise, we didn't really have any guests, but I do want to thank one last time Doc's Irish Pub. Uh, for bringing by some fantastic food this morning. They brought by Bangers and Mash and Irish Cake. Classic fare. Uh, yeah, yummy stuff. And they're located in Gilbertsville. And mind you, it's part of the Bud Lights Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate kickoff. You can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by Marissa Magnata. She's doing it this week. Yep. Uh, so get on it. They, by the way, will deliver everything you need for a kickoff at your at-home football weekend in style, meaning uh, Marissa delivering it like a case of Bud Light Platinum, a set of custom WMMR Bud Light Platinum Seltzer pint glasses, and a gift card to a local restaurant like Doc's Irish Pub. And I have one last $25 gift card giveaway. I like when we have something at the very end of the show to give away. So we'll take caller number seven. At 215-263-WMMR, and you will be good to go, my friend. So go ahead and give us a call right now, and we will set you up with that if you are the seventh caller at this very moment. All right, so uh, otherwise I would have spent some time thanking our guests and so on, so we uh, we don't have They that. were damn good. Yeah. Um, we do have a letter of the day to do, and we do have the man who is going to give it to us, who is <laughs> making his way into the studio right now. He's doing a little... Little, uh, detour on the way to the microphone, but there he is. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, bro. How you doing, man? Fine, fine. Excellent. How are you, kids? Wonderful. Good. Excellent. Cool. Uh, shall we just hop right to it and get yes. into the business? Here Hop-a-dee, we go. Preston and Steve on WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter. He is in total 
Tia's in total. All right. And we give a total of three bottles of the double gold award-winning Revivalist Botanical Gym, which, by the way, they're voted the number one best craft gin distillery in America by USA Today. Uh, three bottles of resurgent young American bourbon, yum, and three bottles of Preston's Quarantine Ooh. Cocktail, a Ooh. signature cocktail personally designed by yours truly and made with resurgent bourbon and locally made apple cider. By the way, you can order that if you'd like to uh, from Revivalist Spirits, and uh, you can keep life delicious. But we are going to give that away uh, on Friday, which will be here before you know it. So we're excited about that. Get yourself set for it. Um, what's happening on the show? Well, we will have Workforce Blocks, uh, which will be fun, of Metallica, The Great Collective Soul, and Blue. Oyster Cult. Oh. B-O-C. I love it. Yes. Excellent. All right. Should be a good one with Pierre today. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And also hers, Philly's favorite chip since 1946. Uh, it is a Thursday tomorrow, and we will have comedian Godfrey on the show. Godfrey has stopped by here on a few occasions. Where's he playing, Case? Uh, punchline. All right, maybe at Punchline. Very nice. So we'll talk to Godfrey, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some other things that we need to spend some time with. And then on Friday, we're going to do the uh, battle of the self-proclaimed <sighs> experts, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have our two contestants. It's going to be a battle royale. <laughs> see how it goes. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. All right, let's hear it. Who f***ed up the I love you, hate you line yesterday? You can't say f*** on the radio. And when you guys listen to this sh- if you put me on, you got to cancel out the word and remember that. Come on, guys. Next message. No more political ads. No more harassing text messages. No more emails from campaigns. Hallelujah, we made it. Next message. Okay, so you know what got me all up this goddamn daylight savings time. Why the f*** did this go in 1895 need extra daylight hours after work to look for bugs? And here we are 200 years later, guys, looking for bugs? No. So we don't need the daylight savings time. Goodbye. I said good day, sir. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.